using National Weather Service Doppler radar technology, can now predict in-game weather seven days in advance, including surf advisory. Oh, and Zabu, how more obvious could I be? My vagina was practically in my hand. Here, uh, Jimmy, Habi, Trisis, boy. Taste my pirate patty. Stormtroopers, what up? You're like my sister from another brother-in-law. Hey, guildies, it's that time again. Yep, it's another companion cast. This time we're going to be discussing episode three. This is a really long podcast. We had lots of great interviews. I interviewed over 10 people, and they all had great information, and I wanted to share all of it with you. So I apologize for it being so long. I know some of you will love it. Some of you will not like that it's a, a, a long podcast. But, you know, it is what it is, and uh, the podcast length will vary from episode to episode, depending on how much information I get. And, uh, fortunately, for episode three, I got lots and lots of goodies. So let's go ahead and take a listen to season five, episode three. Hey guys, I'm here with Kim Evie, and we're here discussing episode three of season five. Oh, where to begin? <sighs> a lot happens. A lot. Yeah, I'm trying episode. to remember. I mean, we just watched it two seconds ago to keep us fresh in our minds. And but as soon as something else happened, I know it's just like it, oh, yeah. Oh, but, but, All right, let's start with the 150 extras. Okay. Yes, we, <laughs> this is where we had a hundred. I think it was like 125 okay. in the end. All but right. um, so this is all Still taking place um, at Long Beach Comic Con. Yep. So uh, Grant Kimura. With Kimura Marketing, who we know through Greg Aronowitz, mm-hmm. he said, I was like, I, I really would like to do this at an actual convention center because it's just not going to be the same if we don't, you know? Yeah. I mean, we and everybody's like, no, we could, you know, like, uh, uh, Dragon Con, it's just in a series of hotel mm-hmm. rooms. So, you know, it doesn't have to be like the grand scale of yeah. San Diego Comic Con. But I was yeah. like, but I really want it to be like, <laughs> I want it to be like in a convention center. And yeah. so... Grant said, I bet that I can help you out with this. And so he worked like amazing magic and the city of Long Beach was really accommodating. And so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't free, but we ended up being able to shoot there, which, you know, a show on our budget, like probably shouldn't have been able to do that. But, um, so that was really cool. And we went in days before to the con. Yes. We shot that because a lot of that was shot prior to the con. Then we actually shot during the con. Yes. It's those same scenes. Yes. So here's the weird thing about the guild. Like, there's so much kind of kismet that happens with the guild. So when we were working on Dragon Age, Jeff Lane, who was the production coordinator and, you know, just an amazing guy, and we're talking about, okay, I have to do this, and I'm going to have to put together a convention. And he goes, oh, my brother-in-law runs a convention in Long Beach. And I was like, Mirror? what? Really? What? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, Long Beach Comic Con. He runs it. And I'm sure he would, like, you know, lend you signage or lend. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> This is amazing. So that's how Long Beach came into the picture. So I called Phil and, uh, you know, he was like, yeah, yeah, I think we can work something out. And so it turns out their con, actually Long Beach Comic Con, it's cool because it's coming up in October. Yeah. So uh, we'll be at it if you guys want to come. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's, it's weird because like split. Yeah. So is what they like had. a one day event? Yeah. This was called Comic Expo. So mm. it was, you know, it's there. He said basically, you know, it started off kind of almost like as a fundraiser or something, but then it got, you know, kind of big too. So mm-hmm. it's in one room. And so I was like, well, here's what we'd like to do. You know, we would like to 
build on one end of it so that we can sort of get the grand scope of the con yeah. and then but if we build ahead of time then we'll be able to shoot without anybody there the scenes that we need to shoot so as you can see it was a combination of yeah you know Which is great. you would never know though yeah i mean like the big scene when, when clothes walks in that was all shot prior to the convention itself yes because that's when we had all the extras that day yes and so that was the morning yes of that con. So the very the con, first day. Yeah, the con started at... Um, no, I think that was the morning that the oh, actual right. convention started. Oh, you're right. That was the actual started. convention, but we did it way before... Yeah, so the convention started at 10, and so all those guys, God love them, they yeah. showed up at... Super early. You know, 8 o'clock or yeah. something, and, yeah. you know, we had to make it look like there was a huge convention going on, because yep. Codex had to, like, you know, move through it. And, yeah. Uh, feel, you know, very claustrophobic and scared and threatened by, you know, the sea of people. Yeah. So the fact that we were able to have a sea of people is just it's pretty awesome. so cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that is the power of the guild fans. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that was... Yeah, getting 125 people out there? Yeah. All together? Yeah. Yeah. And was... not only that, but they paid to go to that convention. Which yes. is which benefited the convention too. I'm sure the yeah. convention loved having the guild yeah. there. Yeah, so that was our yeah. That was the yeah. the trade off for Phil. Deal. Yeah, where yeah. it was just like you know, can we bring people in? Yeah. And... Well, what's great though is they paid to go to the convention. They actually got to go to the convention too because well, yeah, <laughs> between downtime. Yeah. Um, the you know it was like okay, well you guys can go have a few hours, have fun at the convention. Yeah. And then if you want to come back and do some more scenes with us. You can, or you can just stay at the convention. Yeah, I so mean, some people really, said that they wouldn't yeah. come back, and, and it was funny, and then some people came up to us and they were like, we wanna, We heard that we could do this, is it cool if we come back and do it? And we're like, absolutely. Yes, because uh, I know. know in the scene where uh, Zabu is trying to get into the panel and he's denied, mm-hmm. which is Tony Jennings, by the way, his uh, yes. Legend of Neil cohort, which yes. is great. But the girls sitting behind him, those two girls were actually just sitting there, <laughs> and he, they didn't know what was going on. And then they got drafted in and became extras, and they're actually in more. Yeah. They stayed all night. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, that's it's, right. It was all night. That, yeah, that it, people, was all, it was all night. I was there until the yeah. very end. Oh, my God. That was a long <laughs> day. Yeah. But, you know, we had to get everything done. Again, you know, like, we're not in the position where we're like, you know what, let's just throw money at it. We'll, we have an extra day. You know, we'll yeah. just tack it on. It was like, no. No, it has you to know. get done. <laughs> yeah. Especially this, because I think, what did we only have three days to shoot at this convention? Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. Was it even three? Was it three? I thought it was three. <laughs> yeah, it probably well, I mean, was. The commission was only one day, but I think all the other yeah, free we stuff we shot. Two days before. Yeah. 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 So, um... Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, the, 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 the end shot of episode one was actually shot that night. That was the last thing we shot. Like yes. Borg pulling Borg into the... pulled into... Yeah, with yeah, the van. with the van. So, that was shot that same night. Yeah. But the other nice the thing is that we were able to make these bags with the Mega Gamer Omicron logo yes. on it. And so then we did actually... Because, you know, I mean... God love the people. It's like, you know, show up at 8 o'clock in the morning, pay us $10, and then, you know, be in our thing. So, but they didn't pay us $10, but yeah. they, they paid, you know. So we, we wanted to make it special and give people something yes. for their trouble. So they all got a commemorative Mega Gamerama Con bag. Bunch of goodies in it. Yes. And the best thing, and I, and I know this was your idea, was you did a little eight by or a little card, like postcards of the guild. And you had the guild sign on, like, I don't know, 500 of them. Yes. But during a, a read through. They signed yeah. all of that. Actually, it was of Brian's idea. Oh, was that Brian Brian's Kamioka? idea? Okay, he's brilliant. That was the best idea because that is the number one thing that everybody, because I was in there when they were getting their bags for the first time mm-hmm. and they're pulling them out and they saw that card with all six of the autographs on it. That's what made everybody 
jump for joy. That's so was that. cool. And that, that to them, like, this was worth the trip. This was worth the drive. This was worth, you know. So that was cool. I that's, thought that was such a neat thing. That's and so everyone nice. got excited because once one person saw it, everybody dug into their right. bag trying to find, <laughs> make sure they have their own card. You yeah. Know? And we're like, yeah, yeah, if you don't have it, we have extras. Yeah, we'll get it we'll to get you. We'll get it to you. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was the thing was an autograph picture from, I mean, it had all six autographs. Yeah. You know, so, it was awesome. So it was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, and I think the thing that's really nice about our extras is that people bond because they're oh, there, God, they're yeah. together all day. You all love the guild. Mm-hmm. You start out as fans. And then of course, if you're a guild fan, it means that you have like other fandom yeah. in common, you yeah, know, yeah. on the Venn diagram, there's, you, you yeah, probably yeah, yeah. intersect like, <laughs> you know, in 10 different yeah. circles. So well, I went out to dinner with five of the extras. I like, uh, just great. met that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all bonded and we all hung out. I mean, we're all together on the table at the end when we got ran over. Okay, so I have to mention this because I just remembered it. So in the scene where they're walking down the hallway, (laughs) I asked Kenny to go to the end. Yes, I'm actually out there. I I saw myself. I'm standing on the outside. He was posted at the end to... Make sure no one walked in. Yes. And then he's like, please come and get me when it's done. I'm like, absolutely. (laughs) Like half an hour later. It was, was yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Kenny's out there. Did I come I, and get you, or did no, you walk you did. back? I just finally, I stuck my head on the corner. I'm like, oh my God, it's empty. There's no one here. I've been standing at her, I don't know how long. I go walking in, and everyone's at lunch. I know, and I'm like, okay. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just left him outside. I'm so sorry. It was fun. It's terrible. It was funny. Oh, it, was, it was a what memory. A, what a it fail. It was a good story. Oh my God. It's, you know. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> It was fun. I mean, <laughs> thank God it was you and not a fan. I mean, honestly, not yeah. a not a not somebody who showed up that day. Thank God I know you because yeah. then at least <laughs> it, 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 it was like, a big deal to me. It was just funny when I stuck my head in and there was no one in the hallway, and I'm like, oh wow, I, uh, they're done. <laughs> it's I, like being on kids I like Disneyland clothes. Wait. Oh, that was fun though. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of cool stuff. I mean, what another thing I wanted to mention was. You know, we used, we had so many extras, but you can only use them for certain scenes because there were so many different scenes. You don't want to see the same extras. Yeah. So at the beginning when Felicia was walking in, we had just extras walk out off camera, turn Mm -hmm. around and come back. But you really can't tell because I was really making sure that I didn't see any repeated characters. Yeah. You know, and that was what was so cool. The way, just the angles and the cuts. Yeah. Yeah, know? that's true. You don't really see the same people all And the they time. were instructed to like, if you just crossed in front of camera, yes. then you go around and be like at the edge, yes. like go far and then yes. so trade places. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are blurry, are blurry mm-hmm. so you really don't get a good look at them, but yeah. you know, it was just so well yeah. done. Yeah. I have to look for myself in the wide shot. I think I'm, I think I might be in it because I was behind uh, Colleen, yeah. who is the furry. Yes. <laughs> She's in a costume and she came didn't see and it was the timing of that was really important yes uh i guess here it doesn't even you can't really tell because you know it's just suddenly this close-up of her yeah, yeah, yeah. in the wide it's like you know it had to time out exactly that that felicia said this line and turn around and, oh my god yeah yeah so but she can't see in that costume so i had to like push For her sure. at That's the right, right time right. and so it's my fault <laughs> the take didn't work sometimes i'd be like oh my god okay go yeah clearly this is where my mind was the whole time like push the furry oh kenny's outside Ken, pay attention pay attention so uh yeah and of course edgar everyone knows edgar he's in this yes he and of course he he's so smart and he wears a big orange shirt so he's noticeable in every shot. He's in two scenes. He did that on purpose. And, oh, I'm sure he did. He, he's a smart one. He knows if I'm going to be seen on camera. What did he do for the big party scene in, in episode or season two? 
He wore a big oh, blue yeah, shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like the guy in the blue shirt. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. He, he's very distinguishable. He makes yes. sure he wears a color that stands oh, out. Oh, my God. So he knows people will see him. So funny. So much stuff in this is just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that made me laugh out loud about this script was the MMO workout. Oh, my oh God. my God. That, I was there for that, and that was... I was so hard not to laugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean and, and we only see a small portion. I wish. I Maybe we'll see some bloopers, but... Yeah. It's, we'll have to put those some of that in. Those are the funniest. Mean, he did like four or five takes. Oh, my God. Scott I mean, was hilarious. That was the instructor, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the things he came up with. Yeah. And I also have to say that you, I don't know if you can really see her in this, but there was a girl who was a zombie. Yes. Do you know her name? I don't. Because she, she wouldn't talk to me. Yeah. She was I tried there. to interview her for a fan... Interview. Did she, she just make zombie noises yep. at you? She would not go out of character. Yeah. It would be crazy. It was great. And she had these crazy contact lenses yeah. and she would stare at you from across the room and just like, and then she'd just kind of cock her head uh-huh. like she was going to eat you. And it was the freakiest thing. She yeah. never, the only time she broke character was she, asked, I think she broke it with our line producer or something. She asked where her purse was. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I she didn't had think to, she broke yeah. it. I mean, because I, every time I saw her, yeah, so she was in. I was like, please put the zombie in the MMO workout, please, 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 because and we'll have to put this up somewhere. Because watching her do the workout, she completely stayed in character, and it yep. was one of the funniest things I've ever, ever, ever seen. Oh it's my god! Good. Yeah, yeah, it's, and then the macrame ears. Yes, which are courtesy of Bonnie Burton. Uh, well, Greg Aronowitz actually oh, he made, made them. them. Yes, right. Oh, that's yes. right. That's right. I think I talked to Greg about making those. And yes. Bonnie loved them. Yes, she loved yes, them because she's she, on the Star Star, or Star Trek Star, Star Wars. Wars yes, and she because she has a book out called that's right. You know, Star um, Wars Crafts. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So the fact that when we talk, contacted her and said, "Can we use you?" You know, in this yeah. like you're teaching. Yeah. Um, you know, this panel. She was just like, "Oh my god!" You know? <laughs> and she, yeah. So yeah, that was, was so much fun. That was hilarious. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, let's see, who other celebrities do we have? Uh, well, we had Tay Zonday doing yes. a cameo. Yes. I didn't know about that until I watched the episode. I'm like, oh, I, I wasn't there for that shoot, I guess. Um, I think it was one of the days, because I only was there for two of the of the three days. Yeah, that okay. That you shot there. Yeah, so... So I think I missed that day, because, yeah, I didn't see any of those people. Yeah, he was he was great, and um, Lamorne, who plays... Uh, What's his character's name now? I can't remember. The guy who works in the booth, the yes, game booth. He's hilarious. Yeah, he was another audition and just came in and like made us laugh so hard. He's a stand-up comedian. Nice. And um, I mean, he just had it down because we wanted that character to be like a cool guy, you know, and just, yeah. you know, because um, Floyd, who's played by Ted Michaels, you could see like he's... You yeah, know, he's neurotic and <laughs> yeah. you know. So we wanted. Um, oh, Craven is is Lamar's Craven, character's yeah. name. Yeah, we want. He's like his right hand man, so he had to be a little cooler somehow. And, yeah. Um, so he just he nailed it, and he's great. You know, improvising. So we had. Yeah, he you just know he just got a role on a TV series for Fox. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at yeah, all. Yeah, he's replacing uh, Damon Wayans Jr. Oh, okay. On a new sitcom <gasps> for Fox. Oh, cool. Yeah, he starts the second season. Brian actually sent me the. The email, oh. and I didn't know who he was because okay. I wasn't there that day. Got it, got and it, got but it. I do remember the name Craven because he said he played Craven, and I'm like, I don't know who Craven is. Yeah, that's very cool. That, that does not surprise yeah. me a bit. I mean, he's he's definitely you know, yeah, somebody nice. who's gonna work it and work it because nice. he's hilarious. We we saw an audition tape of him for another pilot he did, mm-hmm. like in these short shorts, just doing just <laughs> improvising. It was really really funny. Nice. So. Um, yeah, and then 
Who else? Oh, my God. The thing with Tink and the camera. Oh, that's our contest winner. That's right. Yes. I can't remember his name. I should look it up. I can't remember his name. I love that. Um, but I'll look it up while we're talking. Okay. So he won uh, a contest. Unfortunately, we had a contest for uh, for this because of the, the tsunami. So mm. there was, you know... A, like a, a really fast a fundraiser re- that um, Grant Kimura put yeah. together, and um, so they needed they wanted raffle prizes, so we raffled off this part in the guild. Nice. And, um, so there's another contest winner too, in a later episode. Or no, who's an eBay? Yes, that that's was an right, eBay winner, right, but right. it was also for charity. It was for yes. Opus Foundation. Yes, yes. So we'll, we'll talk about him later when yeah. we get to that episode. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was funny, but I <laughs> he had to wait around all day, poor guy, just for this one little thing. But I think he oh, so, oh yeah, I mean he was a fan. That's so so awesome. Yeah, I got to interact with Tink. Of yeah, all the characters. Exactly. But I love. I just. I mean, I gotta say, like, Amy and Robin, they just bring it in so many yes. ways this year. And Robin is just, like, she is killing it, <laughs> you know? And it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Just the beginning, because, I mean, obviously, we know what happens, but... Yeah, and, I mean, I have to stuff. say, there are some things... And so things. does Amy. Oh, yeah. Incredible. I mean, the whole cast, obviously. Yes. It's just like, but, you know, sometimes people are, you know, they have, they have just certain moments. things with yes. what they're doing, and yes. it's pretty funny. Yeah. So, really, really cool. Um, I'm trying to think of what other things there were. Um, how about the kid and the father? Oh, 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 That was yes. another, was that auditioned or was that um, uh, just a friend? Of no, a friend? that's that's Tom Conkle. Mm-hmm. He's a friend of ours. He actually, um, uh, he uh, has a show of his own called Safety Geeks, okay. which is the first web series in 3D. He like wow. painstakingly re-rendered it into 3D. So Safety Geeks can watch that. And then he and his partner, Dave Beeler, um, are comedy duo. And so we've just sort of known them through, you know, the, yeah. the web world and, um, you know, we knew that we needed a parent and a kid, and I was like, okay, well, we're we're not going to cast a kid. We're just going to find somebody who has a kid who, you know, is a friend of ours yeah. so that, you know, because it's just, you know. Well, just a really quick scene of no lines and just need pretty much a kid to stand there. And, yeah, and so, you And know. do his thing. Yeah, because I think Greg has a story about the kid and the ice cream. <laughs> So, yeah, Greg tells that story, which I'm sure. Okay, well, here's the other behind-the-scenes part. Because, you know, this was a big, big undertaking. So I was, you know, like, scattered in a million different places and trying to make decisions and, you know, keeping up on things and putting out fires. So uh, it was was early in the morning. So it was like, we need ice cream, and Mm -hmm. we're going to need it coming up. And I was like, did anybody get the ice cream? It's like, no. I was like, oh, okay, do you have a person to get the ice cream? No. Okay, so I send Jeannie out to get ice cream, and I'm just like, you know. And then she calls me a little later, and she's like, okay, there's like a gallon, and there's like a 10-gallon. Like, which do you want? And I go, get the 10-gallon, just to be sure. I mean, I don't know, but it was like a giant, it was literally a vat of ice cream bigger than your head. It was huge that she came back with. And I was just like, why did I do that? Why? What possessed me to get... 10 gallons of ice cream. Of, like, yeah, what is wrong? For one it, scoop. For one scoop that they yeah. didn't even end up using. Yeah. And then that ice cream sat on the table and melted and we didn't use it. And it was probably like $20 worth of, I mean, I don't know. It was ridiculous. I don't know why. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, hey, look, it's Jeannie. She's, um, <laughs> she's, she's IMing me right now. <laughs> but, yeah, that was ridiculous. That's so, funny. but I mean, could that kid be any cuter? He was He's adorable. Adorable. Yeah. So stop it. Stop <laughs> it, Jeannie. Leave me alone. Ah. Turn this down. Um, 
Yeah, so he, uh, yeah, there's a whole bit with the ice cream. Yeah. And then, um, the ice cream and the sucker, and yeah, they but, decide to go with the sucker. It's so cute. <laughs> um, I think that is it. I think that's it. For the main. Yeah. Other I, than all the extras. I mean, they were great extras. Yeah, and people showed up in costume and, you know. Yeah, all the the majority of costumes that you see are the people's own costumes, who they can. Oh, yeah. 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 But again, like, you know, I'm going to keep plugging Stephanie at HalloweenCostumes.com because they gave us, I think, literally, like, thousands of dollars worth of costumes they donated, you know, for us to be able to have to put on extras. And, you know, it was, I mean, so great. Yeah, and plus that whole, the whole where... The, the game booth is that was all built by Greg, which I know yeah. Greg and I will talk about. Yeah, or we do talk. And about. that that is actually one thing that made it like okay, we can do this because you know we've we've been doing the convention circuit now for four years. Yeah. So in terms of like how do we build a con, it wasn't like how do we build one because we build a booth every year. Yeah. And our booth has gone from like you know practically like sign <laughs> handwritten on cardboard to like you know we got so really some nice. banners yeah. and yeah. you know and Jamie Chambers our booth mate has you know he always helps us by getting like some you know the back stuff where you hang stuff. So yeah. So you know we know that you know putting a booth together is literally yeah just bringing the stuff in and decorating yeah. so that part wasn't hard what was you know the challenge was okay so we're going to need other booths besides ours uh for the times when you know it's not the whole con yeah, yeah. so you know we just asked our partners like hello do you want to <laughs> do you want to help us so and it was great because they were like yeah absolutely so we had dark horse in there yep. golden apple comics um legend of neil, legend of which, neil is which is awesome great, yeah and, um, uh, oh, and of course Xbox, yes. you know, so we had all those booths making up that one corridor basically, yeah. uh, of the game. And then, um, well, I know Greg threw in some of his own things like, uh, um, Bitch Cat was in the back. Yes. There's she a Bitch Cat a poster. And then, uh, oh, and Jinx is back there too. Our, our, yeah, Jinx our is teacher there. partner. Yeah. Um, and then Rock Jocks, which is a movie right. that they that Greg and uh, his producing partner Sherry's production company yep. uh, is working on. So that Felicia's part of. Yes, and that won't even come out. And until Doug Jones for a while, but here. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, it was it was just incredible. That was better than the convention itself. Our little corner. Uh, yeah, it was it, actually. It was. I mean, you know. the, the convention was like, like you said, it was just an expo, so it was not like the huge convention that they have. Yeah. But so there was pretty much just tables and green curtains all over the place. Yeah. And we had we had the bo- the full on yeah full on booths. Yeah. So so I'm hoping that you know the idea will be like somewhere somewhere in between San Diego Comic Con <laughs> with the giant hall that yeah. is so cavernous that you get lost in it, and you know the individual hotel rooms that I'm told are yeah. at Dragon Con lies. Mega Game Con. <laughs> so if you imagine there are more rooms like this, yes, extending off into the distance, then then there you have it. So. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So, cool. Cool. I think that's it for episode three. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Kenny. Okay, I'm here with Vince. We're going to be discussing episode three. There is a scene where Blades goes to find the Cavanator and finds out he has been fired. How that shoot go? Uh, it went great. Oh my god, we shot with a guy who's playing Craven, um, the guy attending the booth, the game booth, and oh, I came so close to ruining so many takes. I'm, I'm sure when you see the episode, you'll see what I mean. Basically, the bulk of his dialogue that you're gonna see making into the episode was ad-libbed, um, on the spot as well. Every take was different with him, and 
I did okay in my coverage because he was playing it pretty tame. But when we had the camera on him and he was just riffing off, oh my god, I was it was taking every fiber of my willpower, every ounce of my yeah. ability to not ruin the entire tape. Yeah. I was dying inside. <laughs> but you've had practice now with working with Felicia yes. and Sandeep. Fortunately, I've done enough yeah. scenes with, you know, Jeff and Sandeep and those guys that I... I I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sort of used to the actors improving and cracking me up. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Hey guys, I'm here with Vince. We just finished, actually, your very first shot for season five, your very first scene. It was just one scene for Act Three. Yep. And it's poor, uh, I wouldn't say pathetic, but he's desperately asking people to like him. At this point, he's played <laughs> just really, he's dejected, he's run down, he's, every dream he's ever had has yeah. been shot to the ground, basically. Yeah, because he was on such a high. Oh, yeah. Especially at, was, the, end of, oh, at yeah. the end of four and then during the beginning of this season. Well, he has a habit for that. He gets cocky real easily, but then when things aren't in the Candyland ideal state in his head, he gets really upset. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how did the shoot go? Did everything go as planned? It went great. I loved it. It's, it's being back on the guild. Um, a little bit um, crazy because this kind of scale we've never even attempted before with yeah. the convention, all the extras and stuff going on, but it's the guild. It's yeah. definitely the guild and it's fun as ever. Yeah. Now, speaking of extras, was it more difficult? Because there were a lot of extras, especially crossing your path. Interacting with them, was you know that what? more difficult? Or? I did not have any problem with it. I, I love the randomity of it. I love the craziness yeah. and the people that I can interact with and play off of in this scene because it just opens the door to so many more <clears throat> jokes and possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you improv at all, or was it the same thing over and over again? Um, in terms of dialogue, yeah. I kept most of the script. I had a little ad lib here or there every yeah. few takes, but I, I I added some physical stuff with yeah, like yeah. The, the different. Extras yeah, and stuff because stuff yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to uh, step up the comedy a bit with the, the the handing the posters out and being all pathetic and stuff and <laughs> so yeah. I, hope, I hope it plays well. Awesome! And you got to uh, act with Felicia and Jeff in the scene. Yeah, how'd that go? It went great. Um, Jeff and Felicia are both obviously hysterical. Yeah. And so it's always a pleasure. I'm just very proud that I did not crack up and completely screw up the scene because <laughs> that is a habit of mine. <laughs> yeah, you're getting better. Soon you'll have Thank it you. down, no problem. I'm, I'm growing. Yeah, very, very cool. Well, I appreciate you uh, stopping by and chatting with me. Thanks a lot. And uh, I was in there watching you guys do this crazy workout. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I, mean, I wore Yoda ears and uh, got spritzed down with fake that was, that sweat. That was not real that sweat. No, that's fake sweat. Yep. Um, though I do sweat like a bastard, so I don't know why they even really needed to do that. But, uh the work, yeah, that was fun. We brought my buddy uh, Scott Henley in, which is actually a lot of our buddies. He's uh, one of those old improv buddies of ours. We've uh, like back in the empty stage days where Felicia and Jeff and I met. Um, so I've been doing, you know, on and off imp- improvising with Scott for a while. So when Felicia was like, "Yeah, I was thinking about Scott," and I was like, "Yeah, of course, that's perfect for he's yeah absolutely perfect for uh, <laughs> workout nerd." Yeah. Or I can't remember his shirt said. It was so funny. Hard. Hard nerd body or something like that. Something like hard body that. nerd. Yeah, hard Some, body nerd. Something I was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Scott's just hilarious, and so he just went off on these. Uh, hey, was that scripted or was that kind of scripted? There was like two lines of that that were scripted, and then you know a lot of it was just all of us sort of being like, oh, you know, it'd be funny because like he, he was sort of 
riffing, you know, because they had him do it for a while, yeah. and then I was like, you know, you know, then Felicia would just kind of chime in with little things like, oh, you know, and, and certain terminology, certain terminology. Yeah. and then yeah. at one point he was like, oh, uh, all right, take a breath, take a breath, check your pulse, and and then the next take I was like, hey, we should do something where like it's it's like recharging our mana, yeah. and so he said that, and I, you know, it was just like it was, it, and that's always fun when yeah. you kind of like are. Yeah, and there was All a really, really funny scene that I know that wasn't shot between you two. I was watching when he was going to come up and show you how to <laughs> right. shoot fire. Yeah, I was like, oh, with one of these takes, dude, just just come up and correct my form. I yeah. think that'll be really funny. And he's like, oh, yeah. Awkward. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> but I thought it'd be fun if Zabu was like, really, take it seriously. Like, yeah, this is, yeah. I need to correct my form, you know, for yeah. sure. So uh, that was sort of the attitude that he took. That Zabu took, and yeah. um, of course he got very inappropriately close to me, yeah. and um, and unfortunately that didn't get shot. It did. Oh, it did get shot. Yeah, yeah, you oh, missed good. it. Yeah, I yeah. Must have missed when I, you guys. Yeah, yeah. We guys. did it at the very when they flipped when they flipped the camera. Yeah, I was out of the room. You're right, right. right. They flipped oh, it. Awesome. In, so you did get. It. So we did get it in there. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. I did the cut because it was. Like, it'll at least be gag reel material for <laughs> sure. I mean, it was pretty. I think it was pretty fun. Cool. And uh, how many times did you guys do those takes? Workout. You guys were working out for what half hour? Uh, yeah, but I think it was only like three or four takes of it. Okay, so yeah. as strenuous. It wasn't really as strenuous as like some of the other things we've done for this show. No, not at all. It wasn't that bad. Okay, cool. <laughs> and let's talk about you being turned away. So this is from episode three, and what's mm-hmm. cool is that your buddy Tony Tony mm-hmm. was the doorman, so you got to play. With yeah, him. so uh, finally got a Legend of Neil cameo. Well, not finally, but uh, yeah, Mike was also in it before. But finally got Tony in here. Um, and yeah, they just wanted him to. There's like this quick little bouncer role, but they thought it might be fun if we brought Tony in and he we can riff a little because we do this kind of shtick together. Um, and Tony's just really great about that. Sort of, he has a very dry uh, delivery, um, and we get we just kind of like call each other out on ridiculous things. And so we just kind of came up with this routine, not routine, but just this bit where. Um, I really wanted to get in and to this panel and it was full and then I just kept trying to like you know be like oh uh, I think there's some commotion over there you should hey, like yeah. like just playing on the, the look over there gag which yeah. generally works you know look over there and then they turn the other way and then you sneak in but yeah, he didn't fall for it at all and so we just kept kind of upping the stakes of that and I was like oh I think there's babies being murdered oh I'm being murdered and he's like that's definitely I think that's you making the vo- I can see you making the voice yeah. uh, and I was like no and so it was, that was a fun little back and forth and, and then he called called out the socks I hope that makes the cut I don't know if it will but the, he called out the socks and sandals which I don't think has ever really been directly addressed he, I've had him since season and this is a season one concept where you know when Felicia first talked about the character and we were talking about costuming I was like hey it'd be really funny if Zabu was wore socks and sandals and you know you can see it throughout the series but I don't think it's ever been directly commented and then Gabe actually the one that was making those lollipop gestures from earlier in the conversation uh, was the one that came up with the line uh it's like, it's it's sort of it's DTP. It defeats the purpose. It's you know like wearing a T-shirt underneath a bikini, which I was like, that is the perfect analogy for socks and sandals. It's really hilarious. And so, and of course, Tony delivered it like super dry and perfect. It's it funny. I mean, I hope that makes cut. Yeah. At least the gag reel. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, when's the last time you worked with Tony, other than improv? Uh, off. We, we worked together often. Uh, we did a, uh, a webisode called um, that was the, for Sweet. Seven. It was this uh, web series, a branded web series by the Better Sleep Council. We did like a sketch for them. Um, that ended up being funny. Tony, act- we wrote it together. Tony acted in it. We did, we did the Trident web series, the Web Adventures of Justin and Alden. We wrote that together, and we are currently writing a feature 
together nice. uh, that we uh, will be shooting in some form or another, I think, uh, in 2012. That's the plan. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So we'll definitely talk about more of that when it uh, gets closer. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. No problem. Uh, let's first talk about um, when Co- this is from episode three, and it's Codex tells Vork that she's interested in Zabu. Yes, uh, she's decided that uh, she's going to go for it and just tell him how she feels, and she's going to commit to him and maybe maybe make the big jump and actually get physical with him. Yeah. And I'm just basically telling her, you know, it's watch out because you're just doing this because you're older and. You're feeling the need to, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, get uh, s- spread your seed, and it's not about uh, love; it's just biology. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, do you think he's is the work becoming like the fatherly figure to her, um, or a big brother maybe? It feels probably more, more like big brother. You're giving advice. Yeah, yeah, I am, but not but that it's, you're one to give advice, right? But the advice is more of like more computer than it is like really. Which trying to help her, yeah. It's more like this. These are the facts. Yeah. Deal with it, as yeah. opposed to like I'm trying to help you, girl. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did the shoot go? Everything it was go? good. It was good. I was a little nervous because it was a lot of dialogue, and also we had to walk, and we only had a certain length to go, and we could only shoot it about three times. Because yeah. we were just so behind. Yeah. And but I I got it. It right. was good. It felt really good. I had a lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah. And this is when Vork was working really hard to get some free hats. Yeah, he's always trying to get free stuff, and um, this time he couldn't get uh, anything free, so he told he made up a story that he had a son, and he got the son. And uh, He didn't make it up. He just grabbed his kid. Yeah, he just grabbed his kid, kid and, then, <laughs> and uh, then the father comes up, and it was, it was, it was fun, yeah. Yeah. Everything go smoothly? Yeah, it was fun. The, the, you know, say it's hard to work with, what, animals and kids? Animals, yeah, yeah. Who's at W.C. Fields? Yeah. And, uh, no, it was good. The kid was a, actually a friend of mine's son. and okay. uh, Tom Conkle's son, Sean, and he was uh, really great and a nice guy, and he had all his lines down, and uh, we got it done pretty quickly. And it was cute. He was did a good job. Yeah, and how are, are you used to all the extras around you? Cause no, I'm not. Any, does it make it harder to work, or...? It feels a little. Initially, it felt awkward. Like I was, like I felt like I didn't want to. Like I was almost strange about committing to something with all these people around me. Like I don't want to. Ooh, I don't want to get too loud. There's so many people watching me. But I got over it quickly, and it was fine. It was just took a second to adjust. But it is weird to go from webcam alone to all of a sudden all these people. It's unusual, but it was good. I I had a good time. Yeah. Now Felicia comes up to you, right? In this. Yes. In this scene. Yes. Um, what is the conversation that you guys have? Uh, basically, um, she wants me to. You mean with the getting the hat? Yeah, yeah. She says, "Do you want to come with me to to do this?" And I say, "Yeah." And I you I get I get them to give her a hat, and I take it. Yeah. So I'm just trying to grab as many hats as I can. Uh, yeah, yeah. So look at It was yeah, it is very. <laughs> and it was, but it was fun, and uh, you know, it's it's people seem to be. There was a lot of the extras were fans, and so they seemed to enjoy having doing a scene right in front of us so it was good cool awesome and uh, you and uh, Codex interrupt or actually walk in on uh, Zabu doing his MMO workout yeah I know it was a quick scene but can you talk about that a little bit yeah he was uh, we just happened to stop it's there's like a point where I tell her 
she says, I think he's the one for me. And then that's exactly when we stop and see him inside exercising to MMO workout. And, and I'm like, yeah, you, you, what, well, you're saying what? And so we look in and he's just doing his workout and he waves to us. And uh, it was really funny. It was a funny thing to watch, you know. Yeah, what did you think of the workout? It was funny. It's a guy, a friend of mine I know named Scott Henley who does the uh, workout, leads the workout. And it was all this like... You know the game type of uh, things like yeah. orcs and shooting li- lightning bolts as part of the uh, aerobic, yeah. aerobic thing, and it was funny, yeah. funny to watch. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I'm here with Jeff Lewis. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thank we you for having me. Just got done doing a scene for episode three, and it's uh, when Blades is frantically trying to give away his photos. And- yes, and he can't do it because yes. he's so unappealing. And then Vork walks up. Completely garbed in like giveaways. Yes, a giant, Which huge so green boring. bag. Of, yeah. yeah, free, uh, free stuff. Yeah. So how that scene go? Good. It went. It was. It went well. It was good to. Uh, it was really fun to do, be with everybody. And uh, that's right. This it was is really your very fun. First scene My first scene. Yeah. For uh, season five of the game. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good to be back. Yeah, I got to spend a lot of time off set, getting reacquainted with everyone. Yes. And uh, talking to everyone. It was fun. Very cool. And now, good day. this one had a lot of extras. Walking yes. all over the place. So was that more difficult? Um, no, I just try to avoid walking anybody. It's uh, just kind of when I see somebody coming towards me, yeah, I go left or they go left. Yeah. Hopefully we both don't go uh, uh, the different directions, so then we hit each other. At the same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So bad. as long as we go opposite directions or timing. So no, it, was, it wasn't a problem. It was a, definitely a lot more than I'm used to, but it was, uh, it was fine. It was good. Very cool. And uh, what else happens in this scene? Oh, this is where uh, uh, Vork has Epiphany? Yes. But he doesn't announce it yet. He just tells no, he does not. Blades to go grab his laptop. Some, something he's cooked up in his head that uh, is uh, he sort of instructing Blades to go take care of a couple things, and there's something, and we find out later that he's going to do something with it. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, it was inspired by Avanashi, Zabu's mom. Yes. Yes, Mrs. Abu. Yes. She instructed me in previous season about uh, supply and demand and and how to run up stuff, the stock market type stuff with the game. Yep. So she taught me. Yeah. So you're actually using something that you learned from her. Using something from the previous season. Yes, a callback. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. My pleasure. Your pleasure. (laughs) It's always my pleasure. It's it's everyone's pleasure. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about the scene where you grab, you're in your little Asian anime outfit. Anime, yeah. And uh, you grab the camera and throw it on the ground. That was actually one of my favorite scenes, I think, that I did, because not just, I mean, I never got to smash a freaking camera on the <laughs> ground, but um, I got to do my scene with um, Haley, who plays Rachel, mm-hmm. and we've actually gotten to be pretty good friends, and I just love her, and I think... We just saw. I just saw episode one air, and I think she was so good in yeah. it. And just seeing her in the scenes, like she's just a really good actor, and I think yeah. she just is so cute. So it's actually kind of fun to bully her a little bit, <laughs> um, even though she defeats me at the end. Yeah, uh, she has stormtrooper help. Yes, she. Yeah, yeah she did. <laughs> if it was one on one, Tink yeah. would definitely win. Oh, definitely. Um, but yeah, throwing the camera on the ground was really funny. Um, Especially because I wasn't very good at it, I guess. Like, they made me do it over and over again because, like, I wasn't throwing it on the right mark mark or it wasn't bouncing the right way and it just wasn't good enough for them. So I had to do it 
A couple times. Um, she got it eventually. Yeah, I actually just saw a little footage of it because Sean showed it to me on our mm -hmm. way to Comic Con, and it's really, really funny actually. Um, and I think the guy holding the camera was a, was a winner. contest winner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is really awesome. I got it's to meet cool. him and do a scene. I just felt so bad that it was like such a mean scene, <laughs> and like I was abusing him, and he won this contest, it was and a he's like a tink scene. He was a great fan, and I just I felt like I was abusing him, but you know he was really nice, and he was yeah. Really Really cool about it yeah. so if i if that was me i would be like um give me a different scene like <laughs> but yeah it was really awesome and i'm glad i got to work with a contest winner that was awesome, awesome. yeah great thanks thank you yes let's go ahead and discuss your encounter with tink oh yes <laughs> and the t-shirts Tink, oh, she's awesome played by amy um she's such a great job and we were actually filming at the an actual convention in Long yeah, Beach. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you were actually in the middle of the convention. Which was so surreal because I walked in and everybody's in full-on garb. It's amazing. And one girl even was a zombie, and so she would not break character the whole yeah, time. She drove me crazy. Yes. I trying to interview her and talk to her. Yes. And she wouldn't break character. She would not. I went up and tried to talk to her. I was scared that she was going to eat me. Uh, it was pretty intense. And then um, and Tink, she has to break a camera in the episode, which she had the hardest time trying to break because they're already pretty broken, yeah. but finally at the and she got it so just bust and smithereens yeah. Yeah. and I loved at the end then when I had my um, stormtroopers marching up beside great. me yeah. my protectors that one look just I know I know I'm just right there I have power yeah. I run the convention yeah how did that scene go did it, did it go pretty smooth with all the extra crowds and it people? did I mean there was definitely a huge crowd lots of spectators and everything but it was really cool because that you had full extras that were such big fans of the show and they were there supporting it and super excited to be involved in it so that was cool and then a lot of people dressed up and and I didn't I felt as if they all were really cooperative and, and excited to participate versus hindering it at all yeah great well I really appreciate you chatting with me of course anytime thanks hey guys I'm here with Greg Aronowitz and we're discussing episode 3 of season 5 how are you enjoying the season so far I'm loving it, so hopefully they're enjoying it as much as we are. <laughs> it's early on, but it's you still can, early, but it's you still see fun. where it's going. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so this episode we actually get to the convention. We're out of the, we're not in the van, we're not in the hotel room. We're actually at the convention, and everybody enters. Now you had to create that from scratch. I mean, yeah. Uh, we were shooting at the Long Beach convention. Yeah, I didn't build the building. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we were shooting at a real convention. Mm -hmm. But we took all their signage down, or it wasn't started yet. I think we were there a few yeah, we, yeah, so we got there two days before the real convention. We staked out, like, the back half of the hall, and I essentially built a, you know, part of a big convention. And yeah. then when... The um, like what you see in the episode, like when when Codex first walks in the room, that is on Saturday when all the other vendors showed up and mm -hmm. like filled out the hall. They got there at like five in the morning and filled. So we were allowed to keep our space, but then it just kind of fused filled, into yeah. an actual the real convention, yeah, functioning yeah, which we convention. Were part of. Yeah, we were part I mean, of. We were it. down there with them. Yeah, well, kind of sort of like we were. Part of, but then no one was allowed to. Well, no, they weren't allowed to walk through it. Yeah, but but everyone but, crowded around because it was the best part of the convention. <laughs> well, the, thank you. The six booths. I think there were six booths. 
five booths? Yeah, no, it was like, uh, well, it was it was it, supposed to be six. It, it ended was up being like incredible stuff 12. compared to the little weak tables that everybody else had at the convention. <laughs> so, I mean, of course, people gravitated to, oh, what's over there? That looks cool. But they couldn't go too far. Yeah. But let's go ahead and talk about, let's we'll talk about when Coach first walked Yeah, when you that. first come in, though, that's, that's, that, that's, that's Long Beach hall. Convention. Yeah, that's yeah. the outside of the hall. So that was just like a blank slate. Now, who came up and, with the name of the convention? Um, that was one of the things where, I, I think in the end Felicia did, but she kind of put an open email out like, hey, what is this called, you know? And... Um, what is the actual final name? I have like 50 of the names in my head right now. It's the... It's uh, the Mega... Oh, crap. Game-O-Rama. Oh, okay. So that's Mega what it is. It's the Me- Mega Game-O-Rama-Con. Yeah. So the original thing she threw out there was... It was... There was no um, dashes. It was all one thing and it was Mega Game-O-Rama-Con. And when it was written out, you saw Gamera. which made everyone think like oh is this like a you know Japanese um, you know like Godzilla kind of thing and (laughs) so um, and and that was the name so I and I had uh, started working on the logos and then I guess a lot of people commented that they're like what Mega Gamera Con and she was like no 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 so she changed it and at first I was like I don't really like the O-Rama like it because then that made me think of like Futurama Mm -hmm. but then it Grew on me and got like really funny, like it just you know. Um, but I came up with the uh, the log line that says, This ain't your mother's basement, yeah. <laughs> and that was you know, again, it was like it was uh, Felicia, Kim, Sean, and I, like all uh, Felicia was up in Canada doing Eureka, and you know, Sean was working like trying to wrap up some Jeff Lewis comedy hour stuff, and and uh. Kim was doing like Dragon Age mm-hmm. post stuff and we were just all shooting each other emails and um there was just something I typed in the email like, Oh yeah, Mega Game Ronicon, this ain't your mother's and they were all like, Oh my god, that's hilarious. That's <laughs> that's the thing. So um so that was cool that that stuck. And yeah. logo wise, I just wanted to go the concept was that and, and I think it kind of fused into multiple things, but it was supposed to be like a little convention, you know, more like a local city convention. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the, the the game was showing up to make a big announcement and stuff. So, um, and then we got the Long Beach Convention Center, which I think, again, when Felicia wrote the script, she never no. – I, th- I think she thought we were going to be like at the Shrine or some like local auditorium. Yeah. So we kind of split the difference and made it – it's not San Diego, but it's not some, you know, in the basement of a church or yeah. something. you know. Yeah. Um, but the logo kind of started out being a little more like a local thing, like not as slick mm-hmm. as San Diego or – or you know WonderCon, or yeah. you know, but but not like super hand drawn like. Yeah. That. So we went with the old joystick, and I had a couple concepts, and then I gave him the Amish, and he did a bunch of different um, variations, and then Felicia picked one, and actually she you know she was like I like this from number one and that from number two, and it all kind of fused together, that. and and there's actually two different versions. There's the like kind of the icon, which is the joystick, mm-hmm. and then there's the 
um, like the words that are kind of in the eight bit yeah. that scroll out, and yeah. and sometimes we used them together, sometimes we used them separately, but we um, had a guy, a, a fan, that basically wrote in and said, you know, I own a, a banner place and I would love to make some stuff for you guys. Yeah. So, um, you know, if there's anything you need, let me know. So Kim was like, oh, contact this guy and see. So, you know, I'm doing a whole convention. Like when I did my booths when I was with Image Comics, just from my booth alone, like I'd have, you know, 20 yeah. banners, you know, and... I, I called this guy and said, look, I'm building like a whole convention. Like I need hundreds of banners, you know? And he was like, well, you know, let me know like what you need and I'll see what I can do. And I'm like, all right, but no, understand. Like we can't, <laughs> I can't expect you to do all this. And, but at the same time, like I can't really pay for shipping. And like, so maybe it's better to do it local. And he's like, no, no, no I totally want to be involved. Like I'll take on as much as I could. And, he was a blessing. Like he was just like this amazing angel yeah. that hoping, came I'm and hoping to sit down with him and, and uh, yeah, and talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and uh, you know, hopefully the season isn't spoiled for him because he knows all the secrets because he got all the yeah. <laughs> all the images and all the the stuff. But hopefully he'll enjoy just seeing his work. But he totally hooked us up, and you know, Mike Z, he's awesome, and um, just allowed me to really. Kind of anything I and saw he, for the he convention, he ended up doing them all. Like wow. there, and so there was the game we also. tried to cut him off. We were like, "Dude, like you're so generous, but like this is just not fair." And he's yeah. like, "No, no, no, no! I have to. I want to do everything." And you know, I gave him my wish list, and and he did it all. So, wow. um, but yeah, he he did the game. So, but so the exterior is essentially um, just the registration, mm-hmm. and then you know a bunch of banners. The the con, the, the fictitious con, is um, sponsored by two video games, and one is Sir Lupalot, which is mentioned in the show. In season three, and it's also um, we never see it in the show, but then in the Dark Horse comic, um, there's a rendition of it. It's the first video game I think that's given to Codex. Yeah, and. Um, I essentially took that artwork and just like riffed off of it and tried to do, you know, like a more – because it's just like a little sketch in the comic. I I tried to do just a more polished version and then they're giving out swag for that and I thought it would be funny if there were Shalupalot hats but then there's also hats with like the mushroom mushroom characters and um, – yeah, that's one of those things like, you know, you make these choices and you – there's so much information in the script and you make all the notes and, you know, you have your art director, Red Five was my art director and, and you know, we did such a good job this season and this show and specifically her of keeping track of like what everything is and what ev- where everything goes for every mm-hmm. scene. And, um, but you don't shoot in order. Yeah. So we had shot scenes of Jeff entering sorry vork entering the convention like a couple days before but now here he is in line and i knew he was getting a hat yeah but when he's inside the convention i had given him a different hat but i really wanted him to wear the um one of the mushroom hats hats, in the line and 
I don't know if I read it wrong or if it was just in like one of these little conversations because we have all these side conversations about like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? <laughs> and sometimes it blurs between what's actually in the script, what actually gets shot and what is just discussed but it never happens. I thought that he got another hat because he's basically trying to con them into yes, giving him as much hats. swag as possible. Yes. I thought he already had a hat or – was getting another hat and giving it to Codex. And I was like, oh, how funny is it if Codex wears you know, this phallic mushroom hat? <laughs> so, so I was like, when he's in the convention, he'll wear a regular hat. And then in line, he'll grab the mushroom hat and give it to Codex. But then we're in line. We're about to shoot that. And it's like, no, no, no. That's the hat he puts on. And it has to be the hat because the next cut is he's inside. And I was like... Damn it! I really wanted that yeah. hat to be featured, yeah. and so I I was like sick over it, like literally, because I, you know, I care about my props a lot, and it's like you know, and just what I think it will be would be funny too, and it's more not necessarily that it's wrong or right, and it wasn't like it was voted; it was just a mistake I made because I thought it was different, different and yeah. then there was it was just a loss for an opportunity of a joke. And Sean Becker comes up to me later. And he's like, "You're right, man. You just you look like down all like for all day." And I'm like, and I just told him that. I was like, "Oh, because I wanted to do this thing." And he's like, "Oh, he's like, you know what? We, he's gonna wear that hat." And he's like, "We'll find a place and we'll, we'll put it in there," you know. And he like he went out of his way to find a place to have him ultimately wear, which is awesome. Yeah. And he's like, and it's a dumb thing to be upset about, but at the same time, it's like, you know, that's what makes me. Pay attention to all those details yeah. that you were talking about that people love is just because it's just that's what amuses me and yeah. that's what inspires me and it's yeah. like you know it just I get you know I become super passionate. <laughs> so, but but those hats were funny. So hopefully people yeah. yeah enjoy that. There was another crazy thing that I had to just let go because I didn't want to fist fight a six year old. Um, <laughs> but in that scene. Uh, when Vork tries to basically pass off this strange kid as his son. Yeah. In the script, it says that the kid is eating ice cream. It's supposed to be like super messy. And the joke was just that it's like out of, it's like all over shirt and all over. And, and I coordinated with the wardrobe and they had like, you know, additional shirt shirt for him and everything. And, and, um, I guess the kid, he was just really young and I guess he didn't want to be there or like volunteer. But then when he got there, was freaked out because there was like 150 extras and yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, he just saw way too much half-naked cosplay women. Or, <laughs> well, I, I don't know what was happening, but he was freaked out and didn't want to do it. So to kind of like lure him into uh, the the set, they had given him a lollipop. So we get up to the moment where he's going to shoot and I have this ice cream cone. Now we also did this like super early in the morning. So it's like 830 or Mm -hmm. something. And the plan was to get ice cream. We didn't have a refrigerator or anything. So I wanted to get ice cream like 10 minutes before we shot it. Yeah. And there was a 7-Eleven down the way. I don't know. I wasn't really involved. But for some reason we couldn't get ice cream. And I'm like, guys, we got to get this ice cream. So uh, Grant Kimura, who is down there uh, helping out just with the location, um, you know, he always like helps me with everything. So he went across the street to a Cold Stone and pounded on the door till there was like people in the back doing inventory or yeah. something. And 
basically paid them 20 bucks to like open it up and give them a single scoop cone. Nice. So we have this cone and that I paid 20 bucks for. And the kid's like, I don't want that. Either. And we're like, no, no, you don't even have to eat it. We just got to stick it on it. He's like, no, he didn't want to give up his lollipop. And I'm like, no, kid, take the ice cream cone. It's in the and you know, and Felicia's just like, okay, well, it's the actor's choice, so he can keep the lollipop. And I was like, I guess it doesn't matter either way. But it was just, I don't know, I was super offended. <laughs> and that, I knew something was going on over there because I heard, I saw the the groups of meetings. Yeah, but like because I was over on the other side with the extras. I didn't realize what was happening. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't even make that big of a deal, but Felicia could tell it was just one of those things where I'm like, the script says he's eating ice cream, and I bought this ice <laughs> yeah, cream yeah, cone. Yeah, and all the trouble and, to get the ice yeah, cream. And he wanted his, and I'm like, a lollipop is not funny. Ice cream <laughs> is funny. And she, but at the same time, I didn't realize how freaked out the kid was, and I didn't know why he had the lollipop. And Felicia was just like, you know, she just kind of gave me that stern like. <laughs> He goes with the lollipop. And I was like, fine. So I just went and sat in the corner and ate the ice cream. <laughs> was it a good tasting ice cream? It was good. Was bucks worth? It was good. It was a little too early. You know? I think I'm like pre-noon lactose intolerant or something. Like, nice. But uh, but it was tasty. Yeah, that, that kid has no idea what he missed out on. So yeah, so one thing that I thought was really funny is that we finally find out about this world of Warcraft that everyone assumes it is, and it's called the game. Well, they've always called it the game, but right. now it actually is. It's just the called game. the game. Yeah, I hope everyone finds that funny. <laughs> it's one of those things where at first you have to like let it soak in, but and then you're like, I, that totally makes sense, yeah. and that is hilarious because they never, you know. And again, that's one of those things. I'm sure you know Felicia and Kim and Sean will go totally into detail, but you know, just from my side of the story, it's like. There have always been these conversations about, you know, well, what is the game? Yeah. And, what, and, you know, Felicia's done this genius job of it's kind of like uh, it's it's just like what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. It's like you never know. But the whole story focuses on yeah. it, but you don't know. And, you know, she made this entire show four seasons, well, three and a half seasons of people playing this game and you never see the game. And you never know what the game really is. Mm -hmm. And people always ask, you know, at the conventions and even amongst the crew, like, well, what, what game you know, is it? What is it? And if you are you ever going to reveal it? Like, is it going to be World of Warcraft? Yeah. Are you going to sell out and make it World of <laughs> Warcraft? Or you know, whatever. And she was just always very specific in that, like, we we don't really know. But then, you know, it becomes a, a big part of the story, and it's just kind of funny that it's. They've been saying it all along, and yeah. we just never realized we just it. Never it's realized the that's game, what it is. and um, you know, so we went with a kind of you know world World of Warcraft type, uh, you know, logo and the font and the textures, yeah. and you know, because at the end of the day, it is you know an MMO, and it yeah. is you know that style that's, game. Yeah. So we tried to capture all the flavor of that yeah. without ever you know. Like, like it, nodding towards that without necessarily you know copying that, yeah. um, and we wanted the booth to be really big. And, and you know, again in the beginning, we thought we were just going to be in some single um, like hall B of the you know Pasadena yeah. Marriott or something like where there would be like five tables and. Yeah. Um, so 
it was like, well, how how much space does the game get, and how how slick is it? And but as it developed, you know, I felt strongly that this is supposed to be the attraction. Like, yeah, the like this is like the leading force yeah. in gaming. Like these are are the big dogs, yeah. and this is you know, and which really plays into the story. So it couldn't be just some, um, you know, pipe and drape with a couple posters. Yeah. It had to be like. They were the Marvel booth, yeah. you know, or the Lucasfilm booth. They were the guys, you know. Um, so luckily I had my old booth from uh, Action Toys when I would, you know, tour with Image Comics. And we had a pretty – it was pretty impressive, you know. It was like sometimes we were like 40 by 40. Sometimes mm-hmm. we were 20 by 20. But, you know, we we definitely – we had a lot of height. And it's kind of modular. So I um, actually just – Took a bunch of pieces from that and tried to make it, you know, this big impressive thing. And then we put the big cabinets in there mm-hmm. and, and made all these fake action figures and tried to make it look like there was lots of product and had T-shirts and maquettes and and then we made. Um, well, then Alienware said, "Oh, we're going to donate, uh, you know, game computers to yeah. you guys," and we we're like, "Oh, sweet, because that'll look." impressive like those are not cheap yeah and uh you know that's you know you're hardcore gaming when you're like have an alien where specifically (laughs) you know you're not doing email on it like you're just gaming yeah um and those things are cool and they look like you know the cylon raiders and and then they ended up selling and this isn't i'm not unhappy about this i'm just saying it it plays into the story um they sent us uh, laptops, like yes. like little travel, little mini so, laptops. Uh, technically, super impressive. You know, they're like these little like, you know, yeah. ten inch screens that have all the computing power of the giant tower, so you can totally, you know, play live, yeah. you know, games. So you know, technologically amazing, cinematically. Not so good. Like I, I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be great. We're gonna have you know twenty four inch monitors and these cool towers with the vents that flare yeah. open when they're overheating, and and suddenly we just have like <laughs> these tiny little things. And I'm like, so, and this was something that didn't come up till like a few days before we were shooting, and we had the layout. And we were gonna have tables in this pattern, and we realized that if we had all the laptops on the tables. Like you would just never see them. If two people are standing and talking, yeah. you would never see that. Yeah. So I guess it was the night – the day before we shot, I went down to start building the um, the booths and Mazin stayed home and built these the podiums. Like, podiums. You built those the night before? That Mazin night? did. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of them. And, yeah, yeah, there was there was like ten of them, and um and they were had to be like a specific height, and they had to have you know a thing that slid out for the keyboards and and um and then again thanks to Mike Z we had these cool um the logo we had like these vinyl stickers mm-hmm. so we painted them all black and then we put the vinyl stickers on okay. the backs of them so it all looked like. Super yeah. manufactured and awesome. professional. The booth was great. And then in the script, it calls out that they're numbered, you know? And <laughs> this is like a weird thing too. Shows you where my head's at. But Sean was like, um, oh, can you paint numbers on these? So I tried to like hand paint these like you know medieval script numbers. 
and um, I needed to paint it on both sides of the thing so wherever the camera was you saw it yeah and I would snap some pictures with my iPhone of the I would paint one side and then I'd take a picture so that you could I could see like where it was placed and I wouldn't have to keep going back and forth and there was a million things going on I was painting the numbers not on the prep day but on the shooting day so I set up a set like a booth and they're shooting there and then they're coming to the game booth next yeah. and I'm like trying to rush these numbers and for some re- weird reason I'm like looking at my phone at the number and I painted the number like, or maybe maybe on one I wasn't looking but somehow I did an exact mirror image so you did it backwards I did it totally backwards <laughs> but yeah, I guess I wasn't looking at the phone on that one. I just looked at the thing and then went over and painted it. But I did the exact same thing I did on the other side, but just like I don't know, it's weird. My mind just like flipped it, and I I just walked away, and it was like totally fine. And people started going like, "Why is this backwards?" And I'm like, "Wow, I need some sleep." And I used to when I was a kid, I used to paint windows for stores and stuff and I'd have to paint from the inside and I have to do everything backwards. backwards. And I d- d- would do that. Like I'd go home and do my homework and I would write it all backwards. mirrored. Wow. Because my brain would just That's switch weird. and not realize. So yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. That's a talent. <laughs> you to write backwards that way. There's a lot of Easter eggs in there. You know, when they're in the game booth, they're looking all around and and you'll see, uh, you know, Bitch Cat back there. You'll see mm-hmm. Legend of Neil. I mean, essentially... Felicia was like, you know, okay, we're in a con and then let's try and shoot at a real con, but then we need a contained area mm-hmm. that um, we can have when the real con's not there and that we can like close off and have just our extras and stuff. So I needed to come up with a – essentially what I built was your average like local convention you know, it ends no, no, up being no, average that way. <laughs> I mean, but, the I, local but, I, but I mean, si- size-wise, <laughs> you know what I mean. But I had to come up with all of that stuff. Yeah, you know. So some of it was um, some of it was sponsored. Was sponsored, and and I guess partners you can call like yeah. Jinx yeah. and um, Dark Horse and Xbox. You know, they sent a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, but then a lot of it was just like barnyard stuff, and then of course we got there on the day, and we had our little footprint of and then Sean was like oh you know what I need to shoot this way and I want to look over here and I want to so we ended up expanding the number of booths almost double yeah you know and when we were in the game booth I really really wanted the the original plan was that it was back against the wall so we only had to worry about one direction but I wanted it kind of in the middle with no drape so that you can shoot through it so that you got the sense that yeah we weren't just tucked in the corner. Yeah. I wanted to feel like there was convention on all sides. Yeah. And that just meant that I had to come up with <laughs> more, more, more stuff. And <laughs> so we really just tried to like spread it out. And, and you know, we just had – it was Red, myself, um, Mazin for like half the day because he had to go build those things. Amish came down for a bit and then like various crew members like T, TJ and stuff came in and – and helped, but you know, I feel like I had less crew than if we went down and just built our own booth for for a convention for one day <laughs> and to put this whole thing together. But I think it it plays out, yeah, you know, pretty real. Yeah, it looks great. So I mean, you'd never know. It, like I said, it was much better than the 
the real convention that was right next to it. <laughs> yeah, well, the main thing that I was going after in general was that I feel like the whole climate of um, you know geekology, if you will, is, is uh, changing, and you know conventions like like kind of wax and wane. You know, in the early '90s they were huge and mm-hmm. they dropped off, and and ones like San Diego, I, I think, kind of like you know blur the lines like we're not even really sure what that is anymore like it's not really a comic book convention anymore oh god no it's, it's kind of like a convention for a while yeah it's like a trade show and kind of it's expensive and you know what i mean and and everyone should go i'm not saying don't go but but at the same time it's like what i wanted to kind of show is that there can be this more kind of grassrootsy kind of thing that's fun and I just want everyone who's never been to a convention to kind of watch the show and be like I want to experience all those things I yeah. think Felicia did an amazing job of putting all the kind of you know microcosms and the different um, you know clicks yes. of Very convention much. goers like blended them all together and I just wanted to do that same thing visually like you know you get to see all this amazing stuff and you know, hopefully people watch the show and go like, you know, I really need to come to a show. And you know. well, they're gonna be disappointed if they go to a local. Like, <laughs> it won't look anything like that. But but yeah, but a big Comic Con, yes, that's exactly what they look like. Are those huge booths with tons yeah. of stuff? And yeah, very very cool. All right, so now there's this one scene at the very end of the episode with Tink and the video camera. Mm-hmm. Where she's trying to sell her T-shirts, and there's a a fan or. Someone interested in Tink, her little anime outfit, and she grabs and throws the camera. Now I was there for that scene. That took several, several scenes, but it was also like a one take thing. I mean, because once she throws the camera and it cracks and breaks, then yeah, well, those it. cameras were well built. Though, yeah, they were. So, yeah, essentially, she's selling the T-shirts, and uh, a attendee walks by and sees her and. Tries to videotape her, and you know I, I have to honestly say though, like who wouldn't try? You know, I, I, I have to. In her cute little anime outfit. Yeah, I have to confess my undying love for Amy, and just say that. Um, I, I mean, first of all, again, just kudos to Felicia because it's like I think everyone, every fan of the guild has a favorite character, and and she's always done this great job of really separating their personalities and mm-hmm. everyone relates to somebody and um and, but the show has always been kind of like all these personalities supporting the central you know codex storyline yeah. and then you know last season it kind of like broke a little and there was you know Vork and Zabu had a thing yeah, and, yeah. and and um um Clarence Clarence I keep mixing I want to say uh, I do that all the know, time yeah, mi- mixing real names, real names and, <laughs> you know um, and then yeah Clarence Tink had a thing and and this season you know and I know this is still early on but I gotta tell you there's great things ahead it's like every character has a clear storyline yeah. and and it really I have to say like messed me up in terms of like who my favorite they're all my favorite character like it's so impossible like every scene first of all every scene we'd shoot I'd be like that's the funniest scene that's my favorite scene yeah you know 20 minutes later we're shooting something else I'm like this is the funniest scene but same thing with every character like every scene whoever 
whoever like it was their storyline they would like win me over and i'm like they're they're the best character you know (laughs) but it's just so funny the juxtaposition of like the cute little you know tink and the little thing and then she's just so violent and angry you know um and you know hats off to kristen too for it's just she outdid herself you know and and it's like it was just everything was like so cool but yeah the camera originally in the script it's just a disposable camera because, you know, Felicia was well, probably yeah, she's like... thinking cheap. Yeah. You can throw a few of those. <laughs> cheap and kind of like not super hostile, you know, yeah. like you don't want to destroy personal property, you know. <laughs> but um, Becker was like, you know what? I have a uh, digital camera, like a mini cam and a matching one that doesn't work. So we can shoot with the real one and then she can grab the fake one or the broken one and destroy it and um you know everybody was super into it we shot the guy holding the one and um and then we switched to the stunt camera um i knew that just throwing it wasn't really gonna make it break and sean wanted it to explode so i went in and uh, i borrowed from uh chris walters uh one of his tiny little technical screwdrivers mm-hmm. and I tried to take out as many screws as I could oh, and okay. uh, it was really hard like those things are not meant to come apart yeah. you know <laughs> and and then Amy had to just grab it and just throw it as hard as she could and um, as you said we did a bunch of different takes and each time it did something different but it never fully came apart so I was able to keep like kind of cobbling together. it back yeah, together yeah. And, and then the guy who, who he was an extra, but I think he like won a contest to be a, a featured, a featured extra, extra, you know. Yeah. And so he would kind of just hold it together, and, <laughs> and then she would grab it and, and spike it. And it was, it was hey, we got some good shots there. There were some shots where pieces may have flew, uh, but I think it was like you said, multiple takes. And- Ultimately, yeah, it's just a total. It's all in pieces. I was thinking of. Uh, <laughs> kind of framing it in like a shadow box and giving it to Amy. Oh, that would be funny. That <laughs> she, would be funny. She was super nervous about she it. She was. It ended up uh, yeah. being really... She's always nervous about something. But she always performs. <laughs> She's so good, though. I know. And, that's and what that, I'm saying. She's you know, nervous, but you never know. And that's the other thing. Like, I don't know. This might be too early to talk about, but she really has a lot of range in, in this season, you know? And, um, you know, she's just always really good at being... You know, the, the snobby, snooty, stuck-up girl. And I think a lot of people think that's who she is, which she's, so she, nice. she's not. There's also this crazy weird thing, though, where you actually start seeing how much the the personalities have affected oh, the course. character. After five years, you know? yeah. five seasons. Because, yeah. it, you, like I was telling that story about Jeff at the abandoned house. and you know, But there's definitely things like Vince and where you're just like, what, am I... <laughs> Am I watching the character, or is this just Vince right now? Like, what is happening? You know, yeah, like, I think those two are the probably the closest. They've really found their niche, and that just like amplifies the season because yeah. everyone, you know, is just they know their character so well. There's so much depth to all these personalities now. Yeah. It's no longer just this like you know comedy about fish out of water. There's yeah. like all these crazy things going on. Yeah, yeah pretty fantastic. That's great. Uh, now, there's another scene I want to talk about real quick is when uh, Codex and Vork are walking down the convention hallway, and there's all these great billboard signs for things that are happening in those rooms. 
Now, who came up with those? Obviously, did you build the signs? Make yeah, sense? I I, I uh, did the graphics, yeah. and then uh, Mike Z actually printed so those. he printed all those he, out, too. Oh, my God, he, he did do a lot of stuff. He printed those as vinyls and shipped them, and then uh, um, Pooja and I actually uh, spread them out onto uh, like cardboard, foam right? core. Yeah. yeah, and they're big, so that was that was a challenge all to itself, like not to get wrinkles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So who came up with the titles? Um, again, it was a collective. I mean, a lot of them were based on uh, Felicia's original. You know, it's it's in the script. Yeah. And then Sean threw some out there. Kim threw some out there. Um, on those actual titles, I didn't really uh, like veer away from what was already written because there, there were so many things to do and add on, and you know I couldn't really come up with anything. Like they're all pretty funny, yeah. you know. Um, there were a few that I did augment. Like one of them was. Uh, Star Wars macrame mm-hmm, with Biden and Martin. yeah, but it wasn't it, in the script. It just said Star Wars macrame, oh, okay. and I called Felicia and I was like, "Oh my god, you gotta let me put you know with Bonnie Burton because like that's her thing and yeah. like it just it just would be so weird to not like you know have yeah, that associate the, her with that. have that nod and and Bonnie didn't really know and people were actually like emailing or tweeting or texting her saying yes. You know, wow, you're doing a panel. Yeah. And she was like, what? And she said she had this moment of panic. Like, <laughs> did I commit to a show and forget to go? And I'm like, wow, that's... That's funny. Well, uh, there were people walking up and down those hallways reading those, thinking that the, the real people were going to be in those. I mean, the convention looked real. Yeah. You wouldn't know. And that's yeah, what was funny. Was, we're like, no, no, no. It's just for the I show. told the Bowie Brothers to go around and just start asking people, like, what panel they would go see. Because the thing is, like, yeah, of course, like... The uh, you know wheat and wine people are like oh will like I want to see will, um, but some of them didn't have name they were yeah. just like fictitious yeah. you know um, you know like the physics of of rocket launchers and video games yeah. and, and uh, but people were like oh my god I totally want to go to that <laughs> well yeah that's not that's not real so but it was pretty funny just how excited people were um, and it's a quick. Scene. Of course, it ends up with Zabu in the you know video game workout with the yes. workout nerd, and he has the the macrame ears. Ears on, yep. You know, which I I made those, um, and uh, I was just like, oh, I, I can learn how to do macrame, and I'm like, well, this is super complicated. So, <laughs> so you actually made those? Yeah, you I, yourself? Yeah, I made them. Those? I t- I didn't macrame them. I thought, oh. I guess I was thinking that macrame was something else. I don't know. I knew it was like Isn't a crafty like thing. It is like crocheting. Okay. And it's like – and I think it's one of those things like when you have practice, like you can do – like you know, so, someone who is good at macrame probably could have made those ears in like a day. Yeah. But I like went online to figure out how to do it and I'm like, yeah, this is <laughs> not – you know. It was not – You should have it, called it, Bonnie. It, it's one of those – I know. I know. And you know, it was – it would have been ultimately uh, really funny to do that, but it was. But what I did is I just went out to some thrift stores and I found like an olive drab um, crocheted sweater for like ninety nine cents, yeah. or, you know, two dollars or some ridiculous thing, and um, I just made my little wire frame and then I cut 
Just yeah, I just crafted them out of existing. Nice. You know, well, um, technically they're crocheted ears. Yeah, I just they didn't are. crochet them <laughs> myself. You know, but Bonnie ultimately saw them and she's like, oh, "These are cool. These yeah. are really nice." Yeah, they're going to wind up in your next book. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, that, that's really, really cool." But the uh, and then one of the one of the things is um, uh, Middle Earth topography using vegetable arts nice and i so badly wanted to do like you know mordor or something like <laughs> all out of vegetables and you know i'm like i could totally get into this and and sean was like yeah i just you know the joke is that you see it see the sign and you never really see the panel yeah he's like i want to see you make that too but there's no place to show it yeah you know? <coughs> so you know, that ends up being um, the panel Zebu can't get into. And uh, he wanted some uh, – he wanted to talk about that he was making Ents with <laughs> with broccoli. So we went to craft service and there was like three stalks of broccoli left. And um, the thing with Zabu is that uh, – or, or <laughs> with Sandeep is that he loves to eat his props. And he'll hear this and he'll like call me up all angry and be like, I told you, I don't eat my props. It was like every season, every show, because I've done multiple shows with him now, um, he ends up like with some kind of food or drink or something. And like in between takes, he'll just like be snacking away. And we're like, dude, you know, you can't be eating the heart cookies. You know, we only have three, you know. Um, but yeah, he was eating that broccoli. But I was glad that there was at least some vegetable representation nice. in that in that scene. Yeah. It just kind of gets the imagination going. <laughs> you know? Very cool. Hey guys, I'm here once again with the wonderful Felicia Day, and we're talking season five, episode three. Yay! Yay. This is the it, episode it, ever. It's awesome. It's uh, it just. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. I just watched this recently at Kim's house, and uh-huh. I just—it's so good. It's so good. It's there's so much going on. Yes. I don't know how long the episode is going to be at the end, but just it—it it deserves to be twice as long for all the story that we're packing in here. I yeah. mean, we have Gildy split up. Everybody's getting a storyline essentially, and um, and and like we're seeing a scope for the show that we've never done before and 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 I just have to say thank you to Brian Kamioka for organizing and tweeting and facebooking and and communicating with all those all every single extra yeah. who showed up and made this a real convention I am so grateful to everybody and it was crazy early and it really we could literally could not have done it without all the extras and Brian in particular. Yeah, it is crazy. Every person you see it in that show is an extra. I mean, it's uh, yes, absolutely. That's a fan who answered a Twitter or a Facebook essentially. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So let's start with, start with the, uh, the beginning of the episode with your webcam and none other than Ginny Powell. Yes. My, my co-host for Knights of the Guild is in there. Well, yeah, and we don't we don't really see her a lot. No, so I don't much. if observant fans who don't listen to the podcast will notice that she was in episode ten of season two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But um, that was Sean's idea to to bring her in. I thought that was hilarious. It's so great to see Jenny. She's so She's funny. Uh, funny, smart and funny. So, and that whole webcam just makes me laugh so much. It's so good. It's so good. yeah, yeah. And I I just uh, I love how Codex. You know, she's. And if you notice, like, her introversion, like, it's not, it, it's actually deliberate of me that through these seasons, she's coming out and being a little bit more open and more comfortable with herself. Mm-hmm. That's not just me coming out. That's actually a writing, you know, making sure that every season her, she's opening up a little bit more just because of having these friends who are at her guildies. Mm-hmm. So uh, I love how outraged she is. <laughs> It just it's 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 so well done, and I wasn't there for those when you shot them, so they're fun because they're brand new to me. You know, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Fun to w- that was a that was a pickup day, which I think we just did like two scenes and then a bunch of webcams yeah. that I do all in a row, which was really fun. I uh, was well rested for those. <laughs> <laughs> so the very first shot is 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 poor Codex coming into the, I guess the hall. With yeah. just a million people and, and you just trying to figure out where you're supposed to go. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I invite anybody who's ever been to Comic-Con the first time to be like this, the, the uh, absolute panic yeah. and uh, phobia that um, you feel when you're in the crush. And especially since Codex is pretty, you know, socio, not adaptable, kind of a little bit crowd phobic. I mean, I personally am a little, I get a little panicky when I'm in crowds, especially if I don't know anybody and I'm, and she's alone yeah. and she doesn't know how this works and all this stuff. And there's this crazy furry person who's like <laughs> stalking her kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, it happens upon her. So it's like, um, you know, it's overwhelming. So I just wanted to set up that she is not capable of being around here alone by herself. <laughs> But yeah, that shot was just awesome. It was the first shot I think we did of the whole um, season. I think that was our first, yeah. So it was it was pretty cool way to start out. It just looked like a real convention. Yeah, and I was telling him this uh, when we were talking that you know her uh, with all those extras and they're walking, you know, they're literally walking back and forth by you, the same extra, but you really don't know from the cut. No, you don't notice that. That's the magic of movie making. Everybody does that. You ever see? Yeah, you ever see anything, and um, you just don't know, unless extras have, like, crazy, distinct, uh, like, Edgar. Oh, God, his orange, his shirt. orange shirt, yes. I wonder if that was coincidental. I don't think that. so. I think he purposely so, put that on. Well, that means we have to cut around Edgar, <laughs> but we can see him plenty, of, plenty, and he was awesome, he came down. Yeah. So, but, yeah, um, no, it's pretty cool that, uh, that it, it turned out to look so awesome that that opening it was so important to me i mean this is like the biggest scope the show has ever had so it was awesome. it was great yeah yeah and then the next scene is with vork trying to get another hat <laughs> him and his uh swag i just always i mean that was easy to write because i'm like what would vork do i was always like what would what would this person do the minute they get down on the floor yeah. vork would be like as much free stuff as possible and like in my mind he had eight times as much free stuff on him, but he barely could carry what we gave him. So it was like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great scene though with him and the kid and the dad. Yes. I mean, and that was Tom Conkle who actually um, is helping out the guild on the post-production side. And he does um, safety geeks, which is a really cool web series um, that's on YouTube as well. And that's his actual son. Oh, wow. Cool. But Cody, who played the kid, uh, auditioned. He was the first person to audition for season five. And, you know, I know a lot of people who could have done that role, but I just love the way he um, 
he has a great look to him that, that kind of stood out. Um, and he looks like he would be working at a convention and he just had a really funny dry delivery and he, um, and he liked the show too. Yeah. Have somebody yeah. who's a fan, uh, work on the show. Nice. That's always cool when you can do that. Yeah. Very cool. And then we have, um, what else? Oh, we have Codex, uh, approaching Vork and then you guys go for your little walk. Yeah. And, uh, that was fun. I'm actually in that scene because I'm at the I'm I'm preventing people from walking in, so you can actually see yes. me in the background in the very very back. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a mad rush that scene, and um, we uh, there's actually a lot more dialogue in that scene that got cut out just because we were doing it. We were rushing. We were it was before lunch, and um, we just had to get we had to get through the day in a way that. Um, we didn't have as many extras in the background as we had planned, but I think it turned out well because actually I went to a convention last week and we were walking, I was walking down the hallway where panels were and there's nobody in the hallway. So it actually is pretty accurate. Oh yeah. That you yeah, would- definitely. You know, there's time at Comic Con when I'm walking and there's like one or two people in yeah, the entire yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So it turned out really good and, and you know, Jeff had all that dialogue, which we did cut out some of it just for timing, but um, he delivered it and nailed it carrying all those bags. And, um, yeah, so I think it turned out really well. All right. So another really cool scene that was part of that was, um, when Zabu is doing the workout. <laughs> yes. Oh. Now, where did you come up with that idea? I've never seen that before at any con. No, but I, you know, we had a whole thing we wanted to do with that character. And unfortunately our timing, um, didn't work out for us to do all the extra videos we wanted to, but Scott Hanley is one of the funniest people I've ever worked with. I've done improv with him. Since before I did improv with Jeff and Sandeep, we were all at the same um, theater, empty stage. So, um, you know, his casting was a no-brainer. But I actually was inspired by, uh, for Dragon Age, I worked out so much. I've never been in such good shape, and I'm not in good shape now. <laughs> but for, like, five months, I was like, I realized, oh, this is why actresses look so hot, because they work out three or four hours a day. So it's an amazing, you know, it's you got to be an athlete. But I would go to random, in addition to going, like, um, training with the stunt people and doing all this other stuff, I would go to a bunch of aerobics classes at my gym just to, like, do anything. Mm-hmm. And one day, this guy was teaching aerobics that was the nerdiest guy I've ever seen. Like, he was wearing, like, um, like hiking boots and, and, and like, below-the-knee, like, cargo shorts and, like, <laughs> big old T-shirt. I was like, this guy is totally unqualified to be doing an aerobics class. Like, he had, like, the bungee cord on his glasses. Nice. And I was like, oh, my God. Wouldn't it be funny if there was just a kind of a, a nerdy workout guy who was teaching a class at the convention? <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. So I wrote that down as, like, a side note. Like, hey, this would be funny to have. And then when I sat down gathering my notes, I was like, oh, my God, that would be so funny to see Zabu try to do that. <laughs> so that's how it was invented. You know, we have so much extra footage of him doing all sorts of uh, different exercises and it was just uh yeah I, I was funny. telling kim um, i hope some of that makes it to like a blooper or a gag reel or something because i was busting up laughing watching that yeah no it was really funny unfortunately we don't have the room to do it and like i said we wanted to do a whole series of videos with scott you know with the hard body nerd but yeah. um it just uh you know our our production schedule this season has been so crazy, just being so far up on Comic-Con. It's just we're barely – and then also turning in Dragon Age has been challenging. So I told Scott we might revisit depending on how people like Hard Body Nerd. 
Yeah, yeah. And then uh, another scene was you insulting the game maker. So we actually meet the person who created the game. Yes, the guru, the yes. man himself. Yeah. No, we have a bunch of other scenes. I mean, like we see Blades go up to the booth and meet Craven. Mm-hmm. Lamar is one of the funniest actors I've ever seen. And then we see Blades' defeat, and then we see Meade run into the booth and play. And, uh, yeah, like, Ted Michaels, again, is a person from Empty Stage who is a very good friend of Jeff Lewis's, and I always wanted to use uh, Ted for something. And when I wrote this role, I was like, um, wow, Ted would be hilarious as this. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it just really – and he's really funny. That whole Fresno scene was to improv. He's one of the funniest improvisers you've ever seen in your life. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love that scene, and we have a really nice dynamic together as characters. So, like, seeing Codex be like, oh, totally that's how video game, you know, gamers are. They're like, they know their game, and they have very strong opinions about them. But the fact that she put her mouth in it with the wrong person. Yeah, yeah. That was very funny. Uh, another one that I thought was a really good scene was when Tink uh, takes the camera, the video camera. Oh, yeah. And uh, destroys it, yeah. That was Sean's video camera. He had, like, saved it. And he was like, well, we need something to throw. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she did a great job. That whole scene. And we see um, Rachel again. Yes. Kayla. Yes. Um, she's just so, yeah, she's really funny. I love just Tink looking so adorable and then um, looking so intimidating at the same time. That's even, like, double funny because she's dressed <laughs> like the most unlikely bully that you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Yeah, so good. And I like the Stormtroopers, of course, because I'm a big Star Wars fan. Um, the Five of First came over with those uh, outfits and, and just helped us out because we were like, oh, it would be really funny if we had um, – and we, 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 we work with Star Wars, um, our friends Bonnie Burton and uh, my friend um, – uh, yeah, the, my friends over there gave us permission to use them. You know, it's so great. It's so it cool. is so great. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Cool. Is there anything else you can think of in this episode that you want to discuss? Something that didn't work or? Um. Because definitely setting up storylines. There's a lot of setting up, but there's also a lot of story in it. And I'm really proud of just all the different. I mean, if you look at how many locations we're at. Oh, yeah. this, I mean, it's a lot. Like, this is this is a crazy, ambitious episode. And I love the way that all the threads are forming and coming together. And uh, Clara and Tink kind of teaming up at the end of the episode. And um, uh, no, I'm really proud of it because it's it's setting up a lot, but it also, I feel like it delivers a lot. So I'm excited to see people. Next episode is crazy too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Can't wait. All right, well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule and chatting with us. No problem. Thanks for watching, listening. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm here with Robin. We're going to be discussing episode three. Now, you're just in a really quick scene in episode three. Right. Um, it's just pretty much you not having a good time at this party, at this convention. Oh, you're, the convention she wants leave. to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, you rarely see uh, Clara upset or you rarely see her <laughs> anything but happy. Yeah. You know? Um, but even when she's upset, she's happy. Right. She's still she's bubbly. Not, and she's still. Yeah, she's, she's still not, Clara. Yeah, she's not like Debbie Downer. She's yeah. Just like 
you know, bummed out, yeah. but bum, she's bummed out because she can't do fun stuff, yes. you know? Yeah. So, but um, she's being responsible, which I like. Yes. Because she's not participating in these things because she's pregnant. Right. She, she could. There's no reason why right. she can't do it. Yeah. But she knows she's pregnant and she exactly. cannot, she cannot drink. She knows right. that. So which she doesn't is do really it. hard for her, yeah. But I think it's great that she's still responsible. Yeah. She, well, I think... She's I think, crazy and wild, but she's not right. irresponsible. Exactly. And I think it's... I'm really happy Felicia, you know, wrote her that way because a lot of people... Sometimes a lot of people at conventions, they're like, oh, I hate your character. She's so irresponsible. It's like, dude, she's not she's, that irresponsible. No. I mean, she's a little flighty and, yeah. like, neglectful in an endearing way. Yeah. But, like... What it when it comes down to like she would do anything for her kids, yes. you know. Yes, she so would. So I think, and yeah. I like that aspect. Yeah, of yeah. Because she isn't. It's a good balance yeah. between carefree, but then also you yeah. know responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, I'm here with Sean Becker. He is, of course, the director, and we just had our very first day of shoot. We did. Yes. We just literally just finished. Overall, how was the day? Uh, It was awesome. It was... Here's the thing with this show is we've... You know, I repeat myself at this point now, but, you know, usually what we shot today is the equivalent to what we do for the finale each season, which means that we have everyone together in a big place. Yeah. And stuff happens. Yeah. You know, we don't... Lots of people, you know, lots of... In past seasons, I mean, we've intentionally always wanted to start, you know, start slow and be like, okay, we'll go to Codex's <laughs> apartment and we'll yeah. shoot her webcams and yeah. we'll get into the groove of things, especially like, you know, um, with a new season comes, like yeah. a lot of new we crew have, members. A lot of new crew. This a lot of new crew. Um, everyone seems to really be getting along, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of cool. So it's like what you want to do is set set the pace. And so, you know, I mean, that's just a luxury. And yeah. so we've had that luxury. Not this. I mean, we shot this. this these first three days um, are one of the biggest, biggest parts the of the whole season. I mean, it's I the convention. It yeah. revolves around most, the convention. Most of the extras and yeah it was a lot going on. i mean there's a lot going on we want to make sure that like we i mean like that's that's the big hook it isn't like oh they happen to go to a convention in the finale and then we can kind yeah. of get in front of there it's like those expectations yeah. and so with those expectations come the fact that these next three days um today but i will say that today kind of set the tone for the rest of the shoot which is just amazing like it seems amazing because i honestly you seem a lot calmer mm-hmm. from previous first days felicia was joking around having a great time yeah yeah I mean, everyone we... seems just to not be stressed out no it's it's all going so much better than you know and i think a big part of that is just pre-production not that we don't really do pre i mean not not that we we do do pre-production, yeah. but we were, you know, we knew how ambitious this was, and we got started a lot earlier. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, we came in yesterday and planned out all today, so it wasn't like one of those situations where you come to set and you're like, okay, here's our space. Now, yeah. how are we gonna shoot this? Yeah. It's like we can put them in, and of course, you know, you have to alter stuff. But no, yeah. like, there was not one moment today where I felt out, out of control. I mean, yeah. there was definitely a moment where I was starting to feel a little rushed, not for any reason other than just like that normally happens at the end of a day. And so at that time, you got to kind of improvise and. All right, let's talk about episode three. You did a Blade scene with uh, Vork and uh, uh, Codex, where Blade is desperately trying to pass out pictures of himself to the crowds. Yeah, that one, um, we were going to shoot that in front of the game booth, but we actually switched it. So for like fans of Legend of Neil, it's like in front of a Legend of Neil booth yeah. now. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Just because we want to change the background a little bit, because uh, tomorrow we're going to be in the I game see, booth all day. So I've, like we're going to get sick of seeing that. Yeah. So. 
yeah. I figured we might as well switch it. So we um, did that. Vince was into pyro costume, which I'm always a big fan of. <laughs> um, and then Vork had all his giant man bags. Of course, yes. Um, but the one thing I'm, I think that's going to be really fun is you'll know it when Vork gets his idea and yeah. we um, see into his soul, yeah. basically. Yeah. Which. Uh, well, I like the fact that it was Avinashi that inspired him to. Yeah, a little bit of a connection. He even there. makes a comment. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of throws back to season four. So yeah, I mean, that, that got to the part of the day where it's like, all right, like, yeah. not. Nothing against the actors in those scenes or those scenes, but we're like, okay, now like let's find easier and simpler ways to shoot these. And so, yeah. hey, Kenny, how's it going? Good, good. We just actually, uh, uh, I'm about to go to the sound mix for three right after this. Nice, nice. Yeah, we saw a rough version. That's what was given to me. Yeah, um, it was not rough, but it's, it was it was not complete. Because usually cut. I give you final cuts, yeah. but uh, that was one. I mean, it was it was pretty close, but like we just have to do color and sound. So yeah. I'm off to do sound, and then we'll do color tomorrow. I think. Nice, nice. Uh, lots happen in this episode. It is a Chuck huge. Full. It's almost like nine minutes long. It's it's over now. Well, because what happens is, is that really? last night Felicia and I had a note session, and I had talked to her about it, and because she had a couple notes and a couple concerns about the cut that I had sent you, and yeah. I was like, well, I I felt that way too about a couple scenes where I kind of rushed, but I did it because I was like, we were reaching nine minutes, and yeah. and. But she's like, you know what? It doesn't matter if, if it's good. It. And I'm like, That's okay, so cool. the, the cut is now. Fans are gonna love it. God, I want to say it's uh, like with credits, it's gonna be like nine fifteen nine. Uh, wow. The episode itself is nine oh six. What's the longest Guild episode? I think this may be it. I was gonna say yeah. I don't think anything's ever gonna um, pass eight. No, 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 no. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't think we've ever gotten to ten. Well, maybe we will. And I just got the rough cut of four, which it was nine minutes also. But it's 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 weird, like. This episode in particular is so huge because episode one was like in a van. Okay, episode yeah, two yeah. we're in a hotel room. Episode three is like that's when everyone kind of breaks away from each other, and there's so much going on. But and so I was a little worried at first. I'm like, oh man, because we're just not used to doing episodes that long. Yeah. But I remember when episode one came out, which was uh, just recently, and for a season premiere, I think it's our best received season premiere we've ever wow, done. that's great. Um, just, you know, based off the comments and the yeah. feedback. I remember uh, season three was a little mixed. Season four was, was, was really positive, but season five, everyone just, like, it's positive with, like, the anticipation of excitement and yeah. everyone's really, like, I cannot wait for we'll this. You know, enough to see all the controversy that yeah, we had yeah. last week with the release <laughs> schedule, holdups and all that, like, but if we didn't have a show in demand, then, you know, that's actually, I mean... Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing, I guess. For, for us, it is. I don't know, for the fans, <laughs> I, I get pretty impatient myself. Yeah. Um, but it's always worth the wait, and I hope it is for the fans with these episodes as well. But um, it, it's hard, man, because every every season we've had our finales, and our finales have always been big. They've always involved the entire every, cast. Yes. Every episode from now on is a finale yeah. episode to me, yeah. you know? I just saw four. Once again, like everyone's separated. Like one and two were easy because they were self-contained in one area. Like we have our finale episodes three through ten, and then we have our finale <laughs> episodes, finale finale episodes, yeah, which yeah. are eleven and twelve. But uh, yeah, three is huge. Yeah, yeah. So let's start at the beginning. Okay. First shot is Felicia walking into. Well, first of all, it's the the webcam. It was Jenny Powell. It's Jenny. Yeah. yeah so that was kind of cool to see her as the maid. Yeah. Are you jealous? Yes. Very. Do you, th okay. do you think you could have played the maid? I should have. Yeah, I thought it would have been funny. We have you, You're in there enough. <laughs> I'm in there enough, yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the first shot, the first shot of the episode is is when Codex walks into the guild hall, or into the convention center. Correct. This is where we had 120 extras. Yes. And there's so many different camera angles. You're up high, you're down low, you're in the crowd. 
just talk about that whole organizing that craziness. Well, I mean, I got to be honest. Like, it actually was one of the easier things we really? had done. Yeah. Uh, because if you look at it from my perspective, all I have to worry about is is Felicia walking into the convention center, seeing the furry, and then coming to her mark. That's all I have to really get. You yeah. know, the AD team took care of the extras. You know, I gave a little bit of direction to the extras. Like, the best part was, I, I think I said it was Felicia walked outside because I wanted Felicia to get kind of like jolted around a little mm-hmm. bit and pushed around yeah. so on the first couple takes you know everyone was trying to avoid her yeah. you know you don't want to like run into the, 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 the producer star, star the, yeah. of the show <laughs> so everyone was just casually walking by or like well, you could tell people were kind of trying to avoid her yeah. so once she went outside I'm like hey I like she won't know who it is <laughs> if you do it like it'll add to the story like li- like you, everyone you're walking a straight line no matter what's in your way including Felicia and so as a result you gave it to the episode yeah. and, and yeah. that was the only bit of direction I actually really gave to the extras other than that the AD team usually handles the extras so when I get there and I'm ready to go that's already set up for me that's which is, which is so awesome it. so it wasn't that hard it was uh, just getting Felicia in there getting the timing right on the furry and all that yeah. alright so then let's go ahead and talk about the Vork and the Hat Station yes um, with the boy and the father yeah, the boy and the father, that's uh, Tom Conkle and his son, Sean Conkle. So that's an actual father-son. Uh, and Tom's also our, our uh, VFX supervisor this season, okay, too. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, that was our uh, – that the, the the part of the um, – I forgot what we called him. The uh, I don't know his character's name. It wasn't an actual name. It was, like, the description of him. Surly Teen, I think. <laughs> was it? He was the guy who we had cast, and he actually was the first person we saw um, audition – for this season, and wow. immediately we're like, "That's the, that's, that's the, the guy." Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we saw a couple other people, um, but like after he was, he performed just like he did. I don't think I even gave him any direction. I yeah. think he just was great. Yeah, awesome. And then we have the Codex and Vork walking down the hall scene. Yeah, that's a scene that I wish I could shoot again. That that's one. There's very few times where I say that, but that's one where we were so under pressure to finish by lunch because lunch had arrived and we had, I think. I think we had five minutes to shoot that scene. So normally I would have shot it, um, you know, I would have shot a profile shot. I would yeah. have shot single on Codex, single on Vork. Yeah, this is um, just one long it's shot. It's one long shot, which we ended up, I don't know if the version I sent you, we, I ended up cutting a, a big chunk out of it, which okay. which sped it up. And it's, it's not a bad scene. It's just, I just personally, it's one of those ones where I know I could have got more coverage. But yeah. I don't know. It's, it's got a West Wing type feel to it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I think that's what the shot was called, too, the West Wing The West Wing, Wing shot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, my, my only regrets with that one is I wish we had more extras. We did have more extras, but because we were so under the gun to get that done in five minutes, we didn't have enough time to organize the extras. Yeah. And I got... That was actually one of the few times I got actually upset on, on set was because I... It was one of the few times ever that we've finished a scene where I wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, not that the performances were bad, actually, like, kudos to... Uh, Jeff and Jeff had, that. Jeff had a huge the thing monologue and, he had to give, yeah. and, and he did it in two. Yeah. Uh, we we got two, and Felicia. So, I mean, they did a great job, and and the, there's nothing wrong with the scene now that I've seen it. Like, yeah. I just know I could have done something else with it, even if it was like throw more extras in the background yeah. or this and that. Like, it's but it's one of but those. You things, know, there are there are places at Comic Con where it is. Sparse. That yeah, if you go upstairs by like, oh yeah, I mean I, that's places I used to love. Yeah, like room thirties and way in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, where there's like one or two people. Yeah, when we do have those two extras that walk through, I just wish it would have been more crowded. I, I wish we could have got more angles on it because the, the only thing is, it's just like we we like to cut stuff out. Yeah. In post, and that's one of the things we're like we're kind of married to it. So yeah, I had uh, there's no alternative. Yeah. So like 
anyone else might watch it and love that scene. It, just for me, when I see it, it's just like I knew it could have been you see the different. Not yeah. necessarily better, but just different. But yeah. I, I've I've gotten so much better at letting stuff like like that go, yeah. and I just look at the episode as a whole. Yeah, and. I, I, I love this episode so much. Awesome. And uh, the next scene after that is one of my favorite scenes, and I wish there was more of it because it seems so short, and I know we shot so much, is the workout Yeah, scene. the MMO workout. Yeah, and I hope we see some of that on the behind the scenes. Yeah, I think we'll do an extended cut of that. I mean, because it, it is so, long. And, but it's so... Every take is hilarious. Yeah, but that was one of the scenes where we're like... The, the point is... Because it's just repeating the joke at that point. Yeah. Like, we're establishing what it is. We're establishing who's in there, cutting back out. I mean, personally, yeah, I would love to have shown the entire... I mean, yeah. I, I think what we see in the episode is, like, maybe maybe a fourth. If that, yeah. Or even a fifth yeah. of, of what we actually shot. Because yeah. he, he went through an entire routine. Over and over. And, and actually, and actually and... the reason why we kept that so short initially is because we and I don't know if I should be saying this because we just ended up not ever doing it but we were going to actually do a yeah. workout video yeah Felicia um, and it. so we were going to save all that stuff for the workout video but then now that we haven't done it um, yeah. it'll be it'll probably be like a bonus feature um, that would be awesome. because the thing is is that when we shot that we shot it uh, we shot it on a slider but a slider is kind of like a dolly like we, we got like actual camera moves sweeping through the audience sweeping yeah. back sweeping forth so what I can do is maybe when we do um, the, the DVD is we can take out Zabu communicating with them and just do just the, 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 the workout itself the workout and there's a funny little improv bit at the end, I don't know if you remember where uh, Zabu's not getting the workout down right, and the the workout nerd Comes has to over. go over to him and, and help him get the positioning better. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty sure that that will be uh, an extended scene. It's so but, funny. Uh, but yeah, the the decision to keep it. But so I understand short, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it was just like yeah. we've established that the joke. Anything else is just repeating, yeah. and I would rather get out sooner. It's such than, a long episode than, already. Uh, yeah, I would rather get out sooner than 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 kill the yeah. the joke. I got it. Yeah. Uh, and then happening simultaneously is Vince finding out that the Kevinator is fired and they don't want him to sign. They don't. He's not a celebrity there, no. Yeah, yeah. we see the game booth. We do see, we see the see game gamers. booth. Uh, we see people playing the game and then. Um, actually, I don't think he's ever actually named in the season, but Craven. Uh, yeah, he's never named. I don't think his, na- his name is ever said, but his name is Craven. Uh, Lamorne Morris, I want to maybe get his name wrong. Um, the uh, the guy who's folding T-shirts that Blades approaches, who is hilarious, and he actually just got a TV series, uh, TV series with Zooey uh, yeah. Deschanel. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, so he was hilarious, and we went to. Um, and I remember that day was running long too, but he and every time he'd just be kind of like chilling. I think he was actually feeling sick that day, mm. and so. But every time he came on, he would do something hilarious. Like he'd always do some improv, and I, and I wanted to keep some of the stuff in, but that might be a deleted scene as well because he did some funny improv stuff, uh, especially at the end, which I'll say when we yeah. get to, to that yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, and what, the other stuff that's happening is Tink, with uh, taking a video camera and smashing it. Yes. And that was your video camera. There were two video cameras. We had three video cameras. Oh, there were three video cameras. We had two broken ones. Over just years, I've. Um, I've had a lot of like video cameras that have broken, and I've always just kept them, like yeah. you know, for parts or or just you never know. Maybe I'll actually 
uh, use this to break yeah. as, as a prop. Yeah. So I had two cameras, and then I had just bought a third one recently, like a mini DV camera. Like we shoot everything now on, you know, much yeah. higher yeah. standard, uh, like P2 cards or, you know, HD and all that. But I have a ton from college and, and way back. I have like a hundred mini DV tapes. Yeah. And I want to start digitizing them because. Uh, over time, the tape starts to deteriorate, yes, so I'm does. trying to preserve them. So I just bought a camera, so that was actually shot on the camera itself. Just the view, the point of view. The is POV from that. is from that that, That's awesome. that actual yeah. camera. So yeah. she grabs the camera, but then when we cut to the wide, I swapped out that camera for one of my broke ones, which Greg Aronowitz loosened up even more. Yeah. And she hammers it home, and that actually took a while. I was going to say, yeah, I remember, but I was there. It took her. Well, she couldn't hit the, the spot. Every time she threw it, it would go out of frame immediately, so you wouldn't yeah. really see it yeah but she finally nailed it on that last but those one. things held up pretty well she threw them hard and only bits would fall yeah off. kudos to canon <laughs> um but let's talk about that's a winner the gentleman who was filming was a winner of uh yeah it was an auction right uh, yes yeah yeah so we got um so got i totally a, forgot about that yeah yeah yeah. he, got he uh he got a extra loop a lot hat yeah. featured extra so yeah. he's in i want to say he's in we see his pov and then she takes it from him. So I think he's featured in two shots. Yeah. Uh, but it's such it's such a funny scene, especially yeah. when you just see Tink out there in the middle of all these. And mind you, like those aren't all our extras. That's the convention That's, actually yeah. happening. Yeah, when you yeah beyond is the convention. So I was trying to edit the audio, and when I did that, I you know because with all these scenes we film them in silence except for the the actual we're talking. Yeah. We add in what's called Walla, yeah. um, which is the background noise of all the people. So I had taken the Walla out, but I was like, what? Why? Where's that sound coming from? I'm like, oh wait, it's the actual convention yeah. in the background going on. <laughs> so we actually it has, and that was actually better. Than what I had put in, so yeah. we uh, we kept that in as well. Yeah, nice. And uh, that scene continues with uh, Haley character Rachel. Yes, yeah. Uh, with second time we see Haley. Yeah, coming up and trying to uh, boot Tink out. Yeah, she's not allowed to sell without a permit. Getting the help of some stormtroopers. Yes, we had a nice little stormtrooper cameo in there. Yeah. Um, which I think people enjoy. Uh, one of them shorter than the other. Yeah, of course. That's yes. How it be. <laughs> um. Then let's go back to because then uh, Codex and uh, Vork meet up with Vince or with Blades and find out that there is no room. Yes. And then Codex obviously runs off because she sees the game. There's an available station, and then there's a great scene with Vince and Vork. Yeah. Well, basically Vince is freaked out by this point. He's realized that he's not there to sign. He's not there for. Oh, it's so distracting with you standing right there. Felicia Day, everybody. Felicia Day. Hey, what you doing? <laughs> Just chatting. Well, I'm watching you. You're chatting. Are you, are you continuing to do she's, that? She's I'm audience. Watch you talk about the show. Oh well, I can't. I can't be honest if you're here. What are you gonna say about well, me? Well, you'll find out later. We're going to weekend together. Goodbye, Felicia Day. What were we talking about? We were talking about the scene with Vince and Vork. Yes, or Blades and Vork. Yeah, so at this point, Vince is pretty much freaked out, and, you know, he's getting desperate. He's trying to just, you know, whether it's, you know, for the hotel room or even just for his own dignity, yeah. he's trying to uh, sell himself or, you know, get people to even just take free photos or yeah. from the sign, just to give himself some credibility. But he's, you know, not a special guest. He's not there. Um you know, he has to pay for the hotel room, so he's definitely broken. So now he's in the need for, for like, how am I going to pay for all yeah. this, you know? And this is where Vork comes up with, uh, which is great because it's like a throwback to season four because he's remembering what Avinashi taught him. Yes. And there's a great special effects scene, which I didn't see on the first round, but I saw it on this 
Yeah, yeah we had one thing. Uh, Fleach actually written in the script, Vork sees dollar signs in his eyes. And so immediately, like, it was never... I always just envisioned this this shot where, like, we go on a dolly and we go into Vork's eye. And then in post, we zoom in even further past the eye. Uh, and you see a dollar sign appear. Yeah. And with this ex- green explosion of fire. Like, it's just so over the top. So is that how you always saw it? Always saw it, yeah. Always saw it that always way. Always saw it that way. The, 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 the first time I ever read the, the, the script, I knew exactly that that was going to be the shot. Yeah. And so I talked to my buddy, uh, Stephen Sprinkles, who I, I've known since my... Since like I want to say 2002, up in San Jose, he moved down here. He's a he's a director and special effects artist. And nice. I was and I was just chatting with him one day, and he actually this is going off topic, but he just shot a web series that he wanted Jeff Lewis to be in. So we were talking, and then I brought up, oh, it's so funny, I want to do this one effect, and I told him about it, not wanting him to do it, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. was telling him about what I had planned to do. And he's like, oh, I could do that for you. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, send me the shot. So I sent it to him. He did like two days. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I told him exactly what I wanted. I just said, like, zoom in, pass the eye. We 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 go deep, basically into his soul. We see the dollar sign appear, like surrounded by fire, and the fire explodes, and that the, the you know, force of the fire then pushes the camera back out into reality, kind of comparing it to uh, Return of the Jedi when the Millennium Falcon is leaving the Death Star after yeah. it, it's blown it up. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, no, no, and and I had one note which was just, just to change the font of, of the dollar sign because the font before was a little too it was too blocky, okay. so it looked more like a grid than a than a S. You yeah. know, yeah, that was it. Other than that, he nailed it. I mean, he knew exactly what it was and. That it's was a great exactly shot. What I saw it, 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 so it's funny. a fun, it was fun little. There's always seem to happen with Vork too. These little moments where it's a uh, yeah, where we go a little bit, little bit outside of the norm, you know. Yeah, and I think the last scene is with Clara and Tink. Uh, second to last scene. Second to last scene is Clara. And yeah, Tink. so after that we have Clara and Tink. It's uh, you know Tink uh, with the the t-shirts. She's frustrated. Clara's mad because she's leaving, and then the yeah. two of them decide to. Uh, team up and and, and get rid of Try the shirts together. Trying to find a booth together. that will yeah. sell their shirts for them. Yeah, yeah. which leads to, to some great. Stuff. Oh yeah, some fun. I, I I've seen it. It's, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. We have some fun scenes coming up. Nice. And then the final scene is Codex and and Floyd. Um, That's right. Oh, that that is some of the best reaction from Felicia. Oh yeah. She she's seems like, like she's like, getting slashed. It, it, Every yeah, yeah, yeah. It she's almost blinking and, yeah, it's and, almost like she's looking right into a windstorm. I love basically. it. Like, like I love she's forced it. to close her eyes a little bit. And uh, Ted Michaels, who plays Floyd, is just amazing. Yeah. Like he, he was someone who I forgot who actually. I want to say maybe it was Felicia. It's, it sucks. I'm like, it was either Felicia or it was me. I don't I don't remember who <laughs> who suggested him. And uh, I had worked with him before on Jeff Lewis' Five Minute Comedy Hour, um, and I just always thought he was funny. And then we weren't sure where to go with that character, whether we wanted a younger type yeah. or someone who's kind of been around for a little longer, like like Floyd has, you know. And, and so uh, we were like, not saying that Ted's old. Yeah. That totally sounds like I just said that. <laughs> but we were looking for like you know like a dot com or like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like like either like, someone hip like and a uh, well like uh, you know Mark Zuckerberg or yeah. something like, like that. But we wanted to go with 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 Ted, and then the thing with Ted is like, you know, we didn't get a lot of time to work with him be- before that, so we kind of had to work with him on set on like establishing that character, and, yeah. and he's hilarious. He's yeah. so damn funny in that role, and I'm so really good. really glad. And th- that that scene is just—it's a great end of the episode. And it's then, so good. And then we end with Craven. Um, that is that is now was which that, version? Ad lib. I saw the the one I saw is where he said something about uh, you know you. 
did something. You just to assaulted the maker of our game. Anybody just a slow. Oh, okay. Crap. So yeah, that's the one that ended up in the. Is the, that in the, the that, that one was in the final? Okay, good. The first one, he said, uh, he said, you just insulted the maker of our game. Good. Sh-. And then he walks off. Okay. And then time spell warp. Now uh, a note was to take that line out. So we, we we took it out, but then we felt like the episode needed a button. Yeah. So I went back and looked at the other reactions he did, and he did. Uh, he said, "Bravo, good." And then that clap I found the last oh, one, and I'm so like, good. and then I'm like, well, the thing is, I had to double up the clap because he goes clap, yeah. clap, and then walks away. So I had him go clap, clap, and then when we come back to coast, I just repeated those same oh, two claps funny. so that you have the illusion that he's still just <laughs> did, standing did that, there yeah. in front of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And so uh, it was a funny button. The episode is just like, um, but another alt that he had that we couldn't use is he comes up. And I knew he was going to do something. Lamorne was just like, let, let me just do one more. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what's he going to do? And he comes up to, to Codex and he, he says, you just insulted the make of our game. He's all, here, give me give me a call You know, when you get a chance. And he hands her uh, a little piece of paper and she opens it up and it just says, uh, the crave train at AOL.com. <laughs> And he's like, let me know when you wanna when you wanna test out my demo or something. I yeah, forgot what it was. He's like, it's a like him hit on her. But then, I it doesn't make sense now. But uh, he brings that joke back. You're not gonna see it in the show, but yeah. it'll be in on the gag reel for sure. Nice. But he kept doing. He kept always bringing out a little piece of paper. <laughs> nice. Uh, one scene we did forget to mention was when um, Zabu is trying to get into a panel with and Tony we had Janning. Tony Janning there. Yeah, that's actually a scene that I'm glad we actually. Uh, you know, for the sake of time, that that scene was actually cut way down. It was my idea to have Tony Jennings as that character because I just felt I mean, because it was a very simple, easy scene. It was yeah. in the script. I believe it's just Zabu running up, him saying, uh, "Panels full. I got to be a part of this. Sorry." And that was it. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Let's have Tony be the doorman because we know that they'll turn in. They'll turn that into something. Something. Yeah. Because they're both great at improv. And they work yeah. together. So and, and trust me, like it goes far longer than what's <laughs> yeah. in there. So we did a first cut, um, and then I did a second cut where we decided to cut all the improv, and then it was basically back to where the script was, but then it felt like a waste. Yeah. So then I cut a new version actually last night oh, where okay. I said, hey, what do you think about this version? I sent it out to Felicia, and it was like, you know, of course, in the sake of time, she's like, it's too funny not to not to leave in. So the version that, that you saw is the version with, with the socks and sandals and yeah. all that. No, you I didn't see that, see one? that one. No. Oh, you haven't seen that one. I haven't that seen version. that one. No. Oh, okay, so you saw the shorter version. I saw the much shorter version. We you saw, saw the one. Talked about people getting in line two hours early, and you heard. I saw a guy do. Oh no, it, it goes. It goes. Uh, it goes like two beats longer than. Oh, that. okay. It, it goes two more exchanges longer. Nice. I mean, it goes way longer to where Zab was going. Like, help! Help! <laughs> oh, I that? love that. You hear that? Yes. And he's all, ah, that's you making that. That that sound. So you kept that back in? No, 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 no. None of that's in. Okay, that was because because that then it started turning into really because because the the thing is and it. It makes sense is, you know, yes, those lines are improv and, and, and they're ad-libbed. Yeah. The, the thing is is that the version I have now, Zabu stays panicked. You yeah. know, he doesn't go into Sunday mode where yeah. he starts, like, you know, doing improv. Not saying that it's hilarious what he does, but basically for him to be like... Where the character is like, at that moment. Like, hey, is it, is, it, is it okay if I go in? Is it okay if I stand in the back? Do you mind if I stand right here? Come on, man. I just worked at the MMO workout. What yeah. do you mean? I got to have it all. Like, we got to keep that rhythm yeah. going. But when I keep the improv of him going, help, help, like, that's that's Sundeep doing yeah. that, you know, and, and, and him saying... Uh, um. You know, so your only sole purpose is to hold open that door. He's now he, he's not the panic childish yeah. Zabu anymore, and, and so I mean, personally, if 
normally my instinct would be to keep the entire all the improv in and uh, I, I am actually glad we didn't because for, for character and once I did see it yes it's funny but it's not Zabu's character yeah. it's, it is it is going outside but it's great gag reel stuff so oh, yeah. you'll see it on that cool alright well I think that's it for episode 3 All right, thanks, thanks Kenny. so much well if you're listening to me now you made it you made it to the end hopefully you guys enjoyed all that awesome guilty goodness so much information this episode is the beginning of the epicness that is season five just wait it gets better and better and i can't wait to share it with all of you guys so uh come back next week for season five episode four but before we go always remember I was able to obtain 15 complimentary human-sized bags. If Blades can't get the room free, we're now able to manufacture a tent city to avoid hotel expenses. Hi, I'm Al. And I'm Joyce. And And we're we're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the place so much, we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort reveal some amazing little-known and often overlooked gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks that we've uncovered over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. Check out Tales from the Mouse House. In iTunes. Hi, my name's Kenny, and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek? Star Wars? Do you consider yourself a brown coat? Are you into cosplaying? LARPing? A furry? Can you speak Klingon? Do you know all the doctors and their companions? Can you not get enough of steampunk? Do you just love Disney? If you do, then this podcast might be for you. Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I have a one-on-one conversation with a fanboy or a fangirl. We'll talk about your fandom, why you call yourself a fan, and how you integrate it into your daily life. So come on over to confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and listen to fellow geeks talk about their love for their fandom. Copyright info, Knights of the Guild has a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivative Works, 3.0, there's a decimal in there, United States License, All Rights Reserved. I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> <laughs>